Tuesday, March 9th, big show. Huge show today. You're going to like today, I think. Hey, mm-hmm. not all shows are good. Today's not too bad. No, a lot of NFL news today. A lot of things happen, as will tomorrow. Be a friend, tell a friend if you like this show. If not, just act like it never happened, huh? Yeah, piss off. See ya. Dak Prescott agrees to a deal that'll see $126 million guaranteed to him over the next four years. A total of $160 million. $75 million of that basically being guaranteed just next season. Dak Prescott looked at a contract that said a very large number on it a year ago, two years ago, and said, nah, I don't want it. He gets franchise tag. His brother comes out not happy about what's going on. Everybody else on the team's getting paid. His agent said, we're getting this money. Hey, don't you worry. We're getting this money. A week ago, it came out. Dak's looking for right underneath what Patrick Mahomes got. Mm-hmm. He's looking for that deal that's right up there next to the guy who's already won an MVP, already won the Super Bowl. And yeah, Dak's coming off a gruesome injury, but you saw how shitty that team was without him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And damn, they did it. Hey, $75 million guaranteed in one season. That's a record in the NFL. That is absolutely awesome for Dak Prescott. None of us know how this is going to work with the new salary cap. One source told Adam Schefter that this was Jerry Jones tipping his cap to the media deal that's coming. Now that there's a 17-game season that they can sell to these networks. And this is Jerry Jones saying, like, hey. We got a lot of fucking money coming on in. (laughs) All right? You know that 17-game season thing? And did you see our numbers this season? We got money raking in right now. Don't worry about that salary cap. Salary cap's going to be just fine. I'm going to pay a motherfucker $75 million next year. Don't you even worry about it. And if that's the case, bravo to the NFL for making more money than they've ever made in a year that had... No stadiums basically filled at all. No beers sold. No nachos. No concession stand. No merchants. None of that. They still figure out how they bust out a, you know, Uno card. They bust out the Trump card. They bust out the uh, the, uh, the right uh, uh, if you're you're playing euchre. Power. They, they the power the power they, they bust out everything <laughs> and say, oh, now we're going to 17 games. We need to renegotiate all TV deals. And by the way, all TV deals, uh, every single network. Whenever we walk in, this is how this is going to go. And you might be able to put on your resume that you negotiated this deal, but let me tell you how this is going to go. We're going to walk in. We're going to say, you want to pay us? And you're going to say yes if you want to stay in business with us. Or you're going to say no, and guess what you're going to do? You're going to go out of business because we are going to go somewhere else. (laughs) So they do that with ESPN, CBS, Fox, Amazon now. The NFL knows that they are the game. Everybody else's ratings are going down, and I know Nielsen ratings are potentially bullshit. Okay, I know that that is potential all bullshit with Nielsen ratings. Nobody knows how they calculate what's being watched where, but in that same ratings bullshit system, everybody else seemed to drop. The NFL just continues to build more eyes than every other sport. It is something that they'll be able to be a cash cow forever. They're predicting that in five years, the salary cap right now, before this Jerry Jones deal, before we find out exactly what it is, was predicted to be $181 million. They're saying in five years from now, the salary cap will be $250 million. Jeez. $250 That's $70 more million. You do quick math there, okay? 69 to be exact, because I think it was 181 or whatever. But the fact that that is what it's getting into, that's what they're doing. Motherfuckers might be the best business of all time. Yeah. You got Amazon, I guess, <laughs> right? Because Amazon mm-hmm. just sells everything to everybody. The NFL just continuing to rake in cash is absolutely awesome. That's a big credit to not only 
obviously the organizations, but the players that have put out an incredible product, the coaches, and let's just make the refs better. Okay, mm-hmm. now, a yeah. uh, lot of other things happening. Franchise tags are happening. Trades are happening. Restructuring is happening. We got a massive Tuesday. one uh, 888 mad dog 6 <laughs> We would like to hear from you uh, at COVID Cowboy over there. Maybe that... What? Oh, maybe that should be. It's at Tone Diggs with a Z, mm-hmm. but at COVID Cowboy. Man, that might be the play. Something yeah. to think about. Tony. Tony. <laughs> no, because then you'd have to get back, and we probably wouldn't be able to get back because Tony Diggs with a Z would get taken from somebody. Mm-hmm. I got it. Okay. I'm not saying that I would ever leave the COVID Cowboy. No, you're going to. We know you're going to. <laughs> there will be a new season. There's or a something. show that I'm going to love. <laughs> You might be a surfer guy. At some point, there'll be some surf community mob, okay, that takes over something. (laughs) Diggs is going to start walking in here, Hawaiian shirts, Mm -hmm. beach, from flip-flops of this whole thing. It's like, I'm just more relaxed now than I was. (laughs) Sandy, Um, But big things are happening in the NFL right now. Yeah. Big things. you got to feel pretty good. Bud Dupree officially on the market. Thank you, Bud. Bud Dupree was an absolute powerhouse for yes. the Pittsburgh Steelers. His injury was a big deal for that Pittsburgh Steelers team long-term. Him coming off the edge with TJ on the other side, although Cam Hayward and the boys on the D-line did a great job. He was a massive loss to the Steelers this year. He's becoming a free agent. He would look great with the Indianapolis Colts. Ooh. This dude is a certified killer. He will go and get it, and I think he works his ass off. Oh yeah. As a Steelers fan, you get Ben Roethlisberger back a week ago. Now Bud Dupree is definitely gone. What's going to happen with Juju? This might be a whole new team out there. Yeah, I mean, Bud's gone. Uh, Mike Hilton is unfortunately probably gone. James Conner's probably gone. Juju's probably gone. There's a lot of there's a lot of turnover. But do you guys stink? No, oh, no. Okay, good. <laughs> I mean, hey, no, just, that was by the way. I don't want anybody coming after me. I got a lot of friends in that organization. I'm just wondering if in Diggs' mind, with oh. all this turnover with quarterback or an Elise for one year, do you guys stink is Uh-oh. what people no, are No, because like the players that are leaving, Juju, Steelers are really good. They have really good wide receiver depth. James Conner, that doesn't matter at all. Jeez. Um, oh my God. Friend of the show, Tony. Friend of the show, James Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. you can plug and play. Great well, interview. He was an incredible Great interview. human Back being. Is huge. He has to turn sideways and go through the goddamn door. Yeah. Great human being. This guy saying is, cancer. Come on, dude. Yeah. New York Jesus. Times bestseller. He's, he is a New York Times yeah. bestseller. He's whatever. Get him out. Tony. But I'm saying those guys can be re- replaced. By the way, he just... There was no rebuttal. Yeah. <laughs> I heard what you guys just said. Yeah. I heard it, uh, it doesn't even warrant a response. But this is going to be something that's going to happen around the a NFL. Lot of, yeah. A lot of teams are going to look very different. I mean, uh, Trent Brown just got traded back to the Patriots from the Raiders. The Raiders have released like six rather well-known players from their team, and they're not going to be the only ones. There's a lot of people there. The Saints are getting rid of people. They're restructuring things. There's a lot happening, all because the potential salary cap. Mm-hmm. And then people now are saying that Jerry Jones is tipping his cap, that the salary cap is going to be more. Or some teams going to be pissed off with the cuts that they made because they thought the salary cap was going to, not move as much, and then it ends up doing it. And are there teams that are completely out of touch with where that's going to be? There's no way, right? I would assume every team knows the same amount of information that Jerry Jones knows, right? You would, you would think. think. Yeah. And if they don't, shame on them. <laughs> well, that's what – because if this is Jerry Jones tipping his cap or tipping a cap to what he thinks Think the that. new uh, media deal is going to be worth – 
And Jerry Jones, now I'm not 100% sure. Uh, yeah, Adam Schefter reports that one lead source on the Dak Prescott deal. You know what this is? This is Jerry Jones tipping off the extraordinary TV deal that is coming. Okay, so does Jerry Jones know stuff that everybody else doesn't? Because everybody else is just cutting players because they think the salary cap is yeah. going down. And if that's the case, are you a pretty pissed off NFL owner if one guy knows a little bit more than you do? That means there's no way, right? There's no way that could be be possible because i assume jerry's not just working these side deals by himself everybody would have to know the same information you would right? think so. yeah you would you would think i mean tampering can't have it i mean fraudulent <laughs> reporting can't have it not early you think jerry's going to the owners meeting? he's like i don't know guys this tv deal is not going to be what we thought it was hey it's a bubble okay <laughs> and that bubble's going to burst and we don't know when. They don't know when. So that's kind of conversations. I'll report back after I sign this guy to $75 million next year when everybody else is just cutting. Now, that's not his cap hit somehow. $75 million is not his cap hit somehow because the signing bonus was to something else. They, they, they figured out a way to manipulate it where it's only like uh, it's less than what it would have been if he was franchise tagged or whatever. But still, the point remains. It's how, how is he – everybody else is – Going the other way, and he's well. I guess JJ Watt just got paid too. Yeah, true. But nowhere near seventy-five million. Like seventy-five million dollars next no, year. Good for J- hey, I'm fucking pumped for Dak. Oh, I yeah. want to let you know. Awesome. I am. Anytime somebody gets paid, I'm happy for them. I hope everybody makes a billion dollars and is happy and does everything. Like, that's legitimately how I feel about every situation. It feels like the only people that are actually doing that though are the the owners in the NFL. <laughs> the money just keeps coming in for them. It's unbelievable. Well, it just makes no sense, too, because you look at, like, I mean, the, the Packers, they're big. Everyone's talking about, hey, they might be players. They might go grab a couple guys. Like, their big acquisition is bringing Funches back. I mean, it's like, yeah, so much. Hey, I will let you. Yeah, Funches was on the Colts, okay? Yeah. Funches at Ty Schmidt, at Boston Connor, by the way. Great to have you boys here. Everybody in the back, you guys are the best. Foxy is getting a lot of hate around the internet. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to hear him open up a little bit. Yeah. Um, but Funches, he was a cult, I guess. Mm-hmm. Okay? I, I What? Why are you doing it? He was a cult, I guess. I mean, it's, it's just funny. Uh, but I, did, I didn't recall that until I saw the photo of him making a catch there for the Colts. Uh, score, not just a catch. Uh, or it's a drop, and they're throwing him <laughs> under the bus. <laughs> Who is who made that? I don't know. Is that a Getty image? Where, 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 who who decided? That? Is that Foxy? Fox, I made that. Oh, I got that from see, Getty. Here we go. So it's interesting. I literally just said people. Yeah. Foxy's getting a lot of hate. You know what he also is he's because a, he's setting this guy up for failure. He's a Michigan man. With the Colts, he did have zero oh. touchdowns. So. Oh, so he dropped. <laughs> okay, so what I'm saying is it didn't work out in Indianapolis. Okay, and then he goes to Green Bay. All right, and he opts out for last season. Wasn't the only person in the NFL, although a lot of people did play last year. A lot. Yeah. And by the way, a lot of people played uh, in very good football. So, you know, it was, it was always interesting for who opted in, who opted out. What are the long-term effects for this? If you're a made man, opting out, I assume, wouldn't affect. But there wasn't a lot other than Patriots players that were made men that were opting out. Everybody else, I, I, they said, like, hey, there will be no judgment on the other side. But there's humans making decisions. So let's assume there's potential judgment from some, not all. Um, but when he opted out or whatever, you know, I was like, okay, I uh, can't wait to see what happens. I just learned a lot about this guy. I fucking love this guy. Mm-hmm. He is a savage, dude. Oh, yeah. Hey, I, I wish I knew of him earlier. 
Uh, I was shown a, a video of his that he posted on Instagram, I believe. Mm -hmm. This dude is awesome. Wait till he puts on the green and yellow, green and yellow. I mean, it is going to be a game changer. Foxy, please roll this video from Devin Funches at a pickup basketball game and tell me you don't want this guy on your team. Yes, that is Devin Funches at a pickup basketball court letting everybody know, like, hey, I ain't got time for your shit right now, okay? We're playing down here, by the way. I, that guy is a guy that I want on the team. Him coming back for the Green Bay Packers, good news. They had to restructure his contract. He's taking less money or whatever. I, that's a guy I would like on my team, 1,000% serious. And now I'm actually pretty excited for the Green Bay Packers. You know, they got another weapon coming Here to town. Here we go. I, I mean, if you keep watching that video, and listen, I didn't see him play last year. so I mean, he didn't. Yeah, exactly. So who knows? Uh, but he might be better at basketball than he is oh, at okay. football. Oh, that's, no what I, that's what this I'm guy. concerned with. Wow. And also, Unbelievable. we need a guy in the slot. We don't need a big bruiser on the outside like Devin Funches. I mean, I guess we'll take him. I think the Packers could save you know more money if they just cut him. But, I mean, oh, well, it's we'll a $1 see. million dollar save if they cut him, by the way. And, and, as you and, can and tell, we're grasping for cash right now. As you can tell, this was a conversation that happened <laughs> earlier today oh, when yeah. I was introduced to that video from him that I... It was awesome. Awesome. Yeah, it was. Hey, <laughs> that video is awesome. Especially if that's at like a LA Fitness or something like mm -hmm. that. Just think of, you know, some average white played in high school walking in there, just going, oh, I'm going to lace up my boots for the first time here. I'm going to get in a little pickup game. And all of, by the way, this can happen. You go into some of these yeah. games, you run into a, oh, this guy, a former college All-American. He actually uh, hurt his ankle his senior year. He would have been a lottery pick. It's like, why the fuck am I playing in the same? Well, it's just pickup, you know. Is that, that guy's... That guy's entire nuts are on your face mm -hmm. for most of that game if you choose to play defense. And if you don't play defense, game's going to be quick and you won't be as tired. Something to think about. Funch is on the court. If he's that same guy on the field, yeah, well, he yeah. might be my favorite player. Yeah. I mean, if he shows what he showed on that basketball court on the football field next year, he'll score like 15 touchdowns. He's an explosive athlete. Sh shout out to Devin Funches, by the way. We would run your entire highlight video here so everybody could see it. Yeah. But the song is just, you know, we can't yeah. we'll, They'll. They'll shut our entire business down. Can't, Can't do that. Uh, at Boston Connor, big Patriot fan. Oh, my God. Who's in the game? Well, well, who's well. Who's back in the game? Uh -huh. After a season of having a massive disappointment, uh -huh. um, not Cam Newton's fault, but Cam Newton comes in. The offense has Connor Campbell playing wide receiver. That's right. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? A lot of players opted out last season. Not a lot of wins. Oh, no. no. Tommy Foxborough goes on to win a Super Bowl somewhere else. Naturally. It seemed like the tide was really turning on the people of New England. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> $66 million in cap space. Let's bring this offensive tackle back to town from mm -hmm. Las Vegas. That song bitch knows how to play. We need a little bit of that. Now he's going to spend some more money. People are saying Van Noy's going back to oh, New England. Oh, yeah. you got to be pumped about free agency here. Here comes Bill. All these other teams in the NFL, they're scrambling for cash. Ty's talking about cutting Funches, who's throwing down dunks just for a million bucks. Bill's out here slinging cash all over the place. <laughs> we still got $55 million 
million after the 11 million for Trent Brown. And we talked about it before. Hopefully, we can rework some signing bonuses somehow, get even more cap. Then, you know, who knows? Maybe AB comes back. Why don't oh. we, maybe we bring AB back? Kyle Van Noy next week. I mean, there's plenty of Gronkowski's going to be a free agent. Gronkowski's a free agent. Shit, we might take a run at Brady if they don't get that expansion. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Why not? Hey, we'd like to trade. Might happen. Who says no? Could you imagine? Oh, if in a blockbuster trade, yeah. the New England Patriots have traded for Tom Brady. Oh, my God, it would be awesome. If I know anything about relationships, it always works when you get back together after the break. Yeah, it's always like, you know, exactly. one one older gentleman uh, described it to me like this. I, I was I was obviously much younger. Coming out of a relationship, we went on a vacation, my boys and I. While we were on the beach, we ran into a man, you know, who is a elder man. We, Look, this guy, by the way, very successful man. Okay, he he actually flew us back in his plane. So we flew Ooh. to beach Damn. commercial. We flew back in this guy's plane. Okay, so guy had money or whatever, and uh, you know he we were having a good time. So he came over. He was an older gentleman that liked to have a good time. So he came over, started partying with us or whatever, and he goes, uh, so you, so you guys are broken up, and I go, yeah. He goes, now don't go back into that fridge my friend mm. and i said what are you talking about he said it's always interesting to me people put you know the milk back into the fridge after it's been expired and then they shut it and then they get to a point where they're like you know what this milk was good at one point it was wasn't it it was really good <laughs> milk at one point and you're like you know what i'm gonna go back in there and i'm gonna try to drink that and it's gonna be just like the good old days and then you drink that shit and guess what it's more spoiled than it was before <laughs> in that, that first sip you might not have noticed because it was cold or whatever but it's gonna happen quick and you're gonna immediately regret your decision so don't go back into the fridge my friend and they raised up like a glass it was like a it was like a magical moment there that's real and that is something I think that would happen potentially with the Patriots Whoa. and Tom Brady, especially after Tom got yeah. to experience what life was like with Bruce Aarons. Hey, remember, Tom said he didn't want to throw Wednesday. I said, fuck, don't throw Wednesday. <laughs> oh, no, you know, no. he was never able to do that with Bill. I mean, there's no way. But if Bill Belichick starts becoming a destination place for free agents... Look for them to potentially win some more games. Huh? Yeah. That's right. There's no lemon chunks in the Patriots' milk, okay? We can go get A.B. or maybe Allen Robinson. We know the Lions aren't going to franchise. He's breaking news right now, right? Allen Robinson? Yeah. Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson broke some NBA news this morning. Yeah, Andre Drummond signing with the Nets. Per sources. LOL. So I I saw that tweet, and I was like, okay, this is a different Allen Robinson. I go in there, and every response to that is like, yeah, what the fuck are you doing? (laughs) Hey, I like that Allen Robinson's getting in the source game. I hope. Now, we have great relationships with insiders. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay, we have great relationships, and there will always be news for insiders to break. I mean, they have friends that don't. I like the thought of players, though, being insiders for their friends and things like that. I like that a lot because you can, you know, I mean, that's a big deal. This this tweet is a big deal. Oh, yeah. yeah. And if he and Andre Drummond are boys or whatever, like, that's quite a bone to give to your friend. Uh, I remember A.Q. Shipley whenever he was going to go huh. and sign somewhere. Uh, you remember this? Oh, yeah. I was like, hey, will you just let me know whenever you sign somewhere? He's like, yeah, absolutely. No problem. He says, no problem. Then all of a sudden, I'm reading Shefty tweeting about A.Q. Shipley uh-huh. signing with mm-hmm. the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm like, I knew this three weeks ago. I, I could have said this three weeks ago. I want to get in. He goes, I, 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 I didn't even know. Okay, Schefter knew before me. These guys know 
like the owners almost like Shefty has ins with like the lead counsel with teams like mm-hmm. and Rappaport has these high up sources so sometimes players can't do it Andre Drummond doing that for Allen Robinson awesome look for Allen Robinson to potentially return a favor to Andre Drummond for what oh. Allen Robinson's going to do there we go so let's oh. keep an eye on Andre Drummond's social media accounts so if, if he's Allen, going to New York you know maybe then Allen Robinson will follow him and you know go to the Giants or the Jets oh you think they're such good friends he's like yeah. you know what mm. my buddy's I just, there I just came from from Chicago. You know, it was awesome. Uh-huh. Mitch Trubisky. I want to go to another place that Cold City. isn't sure. Give me Bob Sala. As a quarterback that stinks. Whoa, yeah. whoa, 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 whoa. Who? Dude. I mean. You're talking about Sam Darnold? Yeah. No. Oh, Todd. No. You just stirred the pot with all those QB gurus. Orslovsky's going to hear this and not be happy at mm. all. Uh, what were you going to say, Foxy? Oh, assistant? I was just going to say Alan Robinson from Detroit. Andre Drummond spent a lot of years in Detroit, so it does make sense that they're boys. That's right. Okay. Speaking of. <laughs> <laughs> it made sense at the time. Still does. Was Alan Robinson in high school whenever he was there? Did he play in Detroit? How many years did he play in Detroit? Uh, Detroit U? Oh, he's from Detroit, I'm saying. So he probably spends a lot of his time in Detroit. In the oh, in the offseason. Yeah, so he goes yes. to the NBA games in the offseason, meets up with Andre. Mm-hmm. Got it. I, but does anybody spend their offseason in Detroit? Yeah, Calvin Johnson still lives there. Barry Sanders still lives there. Mike Posner says, you know, he's made love in every city, but he'll be buried in Detroit. Bingo. Right? Yeah. That's where he's from. I, but I don't think it That's has, where you put things when they're dead well, and buried, Pat. That's what I'm, Well, that's where he's from, okay? I have a little respect, but... It did, never in that song did he say, like, I visit Detroit. Yeah. You know what I mean? He just said, I'll be buried in Detroit. You know? He loves it. it I've, I've gotten into a big Mike Posner kick, by the way. Really? Oh, big He's Mike got some bangers. Heaters. Yeah. He has a song called, like, I Can Write a Song. It's basically him high as hell explaining why he's good mm-hmm. at writing songs. Hmm. Pretty good. Pretty good banger, too. The melody's important. It's just high guy music yeah. at, at all levels. What do you got, Dix? Uh, so speaking of Detroit and wide receivers, it was expected that um, Godwin, Robinson, and Galladay could all be franchise tagged. Godwin was franchise tagged. We don't know about Robinson, but we do know that Galladay will not be franchise tagged. Get so, him out. So oh, true wow. number one is going to be on the mark. Tom Pelissero, the Lions don't plan to tag wide receiver Kenny Galladay per source. No final decision on whether Detroit may use a tag on someone else, but it appears Galladay is headed to the market. Yes. Congrats, Kenny Galladay. Yes. Right. No, no, no. I'm sorry. Come on, Kenny. I'm Motor City Dan Campbell guy. Which yeah, would true. be a great call. Come on. Yeah, but this helps. He would be a great call, as would Allen Robinson. A- anybody that can catch balls well and is on the market, come on down to Indianapolis. We need you. And Carson Wentz, wait till you see what he can do, Ooh. okay? <laughs> you haven't seen it for a bit, but wait until you see him back back. It's going to be nice. But uh, when you talk about the Detroit Lions, moving on from Stafford, not tagging Galladay. Mm. I know the conversation was they were going to keep him around for another year, but it feels like this is a, hey, let's go ahead and restart this thing. <laughs> yeah. Let's go ahead. We got a new owner. Okay. We got a new way of doing things. We all communicate here. Let's go ahead and start from the ground up. Yeah, we got golf playing quarterback. We get it because he, he came with the thing. Mm-hmm. But let's go ahead and build this thing from the ground up. Maybe expected now at this point, but this is good for 31 other teams at Kenny Galladay's yes. office. Yeah. Who the hell is Goff going to throw to <laughs> now? Is Dan Campbell going to suit up and then be Antoine Randwell's up there coaching. Yeah. Yeah. TJ hey. Hawkinson, dude. Yeah, <laughs> and they got TJ Hawkinson. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I watched a couple clips from Bustin' with the boys with him. He looks awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay, yes. That is a guy I want on the team mm-hmm. that I'm on, okay, for sure. What's that, Nick? They just signed Tyrell Williams, too. Yeah. Lost it out of Oakland. Yeah, he was one of the guys who left Oakland. Okay, here we go. Las Vegas. All right. 
I don't. I don't think it matters. By the way, who's on the team? No. <laughs> no. Really? Why is that? I mean, it doesn't. Those boys are going to run the ball. By the way, it does not Dan matter. Campbell. Yeah. Dan Campbell. You oh, could have you on that team, dude. Yeah. Were you not well, here for the experience you didn't get that the experience, was? No, no, I Campbell. listen, but here's the thing. Oh, no, you no, did no, not no. experience I, I, it. I absolutely understand Dan Campbell, unbelievable football guy. They're going to be biting off kneecaps. Unfortunately, no, 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 you, you don't, don't get it. The you amount of kneecaps eaten doesn't help the score, you, you boys. You don't get it, okay? They're playing in the same division as Aaron Rodgers. They don't have a chance. Well, yeah, we agree. But they're playing for Q1, Q2, 2026, 2027. Oh, that's that's fair. That's, that's why sad. they're building. That's fair what enough. I'm hoping is that they actually give Motor City DC the, uh, I mean, the, the leeway to get this thing done because I tell you what, it'd be a real shame if they go – Two and fifteen next year and just shit can his okay. ass after right, right, That's what I'm saying. Right, let let's him get to a break. Let him build it. All right. It is Tuesday, March 9th. That that MCDC slander. Okay, by the toxic table. No slander. Yeah, I love the no guy. Slander. I'm a huge Lions guy. Just trying to, you know, look at the whole picture. <laughs> you, you let Connor come back in here <laughs> no. and sway your opinion. No, I'm just look at the you, whole picture, boy. Do you forget what it was like talking to Dan Campbell? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm a huge Dan Campbell guy. I love the Lions. That I mean, but they may go two and fifteen next Their wide receiver situation for- is troubling right now. Oh, you do you forget about watching Jared Goff? <laughs> Joining us now is a man who's been waiting around uh, far too long while we talk about this. A uh, guy who's former general manager in the NFL, uh, daily newsletter writer, uh, the daily coach. Uh, he has the GM Shuffle podcast. He works for VSIN. Uh, he's got the Lombardi uh, Shuffle line, no, the Lombardi line. <laughs> this guy works harder than any human I've ever encountered. And I think he writes also for The Athletic. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Lombardi. Yeah. back with you how are you that is a great hey you look good you look yeah. very good right now ellie coach thing thank you i'm trying you know i put the fork down you know it's the fork thing pat <laughs> well this se- fork. this season is impossible you know like during the season i, I put eat, on 25 30 fresh you know I, I i'm unhappy because i eat and i eat because i'm unhappy so, <laughs> you know, it goes both ways right there so i try i'm trying uh, it's great to have you back on here. I feel like I learn so much every time we talk. Right now, there's a lot of decisions being made around the NFL. You were in a lot of those conversations with every job that you've ever had in the NFL, which is basically all of them. Uh, Jerry Jones pays Dak Prescott $75 million next year, 126 in fully guarantees, 164 can go up to in total, no trade clause, no tag provision. This, if you think back to last year and include the franchise tag, is a five-year deal ultimately from when the Dallas Cowboys and Dak had the four-year, five-year discrepancy. But with this amount of money being paid to Dak Prescott, is this Jerry Jones telling the world that the salary cap is going to move up much more than we thought with the media deal? Or is this just him trying to get a deal done as fast as possible? I think this is surrender. I think the white flag went up in Dallas. I think this is surrender. I think he had no choice but to surrender. He wasn't going to play the game. Mahomes' deal came in at $45 million, and then Watson's deal comes in at thirty-nine, and Jerry's trapped. He really had no leverage. Even Jerry, you know, the way Jerry acts and behaves, he said, look, I, I don't have a chance. I, he had, Dak has all the leverage. And so he made a deal. You know, he overpaid. He could have done a deal probably earlier, but he, he thought he had the leverage at that point. This is a miscalculation of leverage, and Dak did it brilliantly. Todd France did a nice job of understanding where the market was going, never doing a deal before Mahomes, never doing a deal before Watson, waiting, letting them escalate the market, and then taking advantage of it. And I do think 
based on the TV revenues that are going to come in and, and how impactful these new TV contracts will be. The cap will go up. I think we'll, we're in a little bit of a depressionary state this year. But next year or the year after, this contract will be able to be adaptable within his framework. Yeah, the renegotiating of TV deals because there's a 17th game and the extra wildcard weekend games. I mean, there's more product uh, available for people to buy and people are going to buy the NFL. So uh, Jerry Jones is also part of that negotiation, I believe, with the media. But let's talk back to Todd France that you just said there, his agent. Is there agents around the NFL that GMs know? Like, okay, because it came out, Todd France, like his thing is... Is getting the most amount of money for his clients or whatever. Is there some agents whose reputation maybe precede them a little bit, or is there is there guys that GMs know like, okay, this is going to be a battle? Yeah, I mean, you do know that, but I think you have to be able to put yourself in the other person's shoes, right? I mean, that was what Al Davis used to talk about all the time is you got to think like the person you're negotiating against. What is his leverage? And I think Jerry miscalculated the leverage that Dak was going to have. Because, you know, unless he was willing to say goodbye to Dak and go on with another quarterback, he really had no choice. And once he franchised him, then he got into this really bad cycle. And he knew it was going to go down, and he couldn't get France to say yes. I mean, last year, France was never going to say yes. Because France knew that Watson was coming up. France knew that Mahomes was coming up. So he was going to let them carry him to the finish line and basically take advantage of those contracts. And he did a great job with it. And Jerry, I don't think, really ever really thought that was going to be the case. But, you know, I mean, Jerry's sitting there saying, look, you're not better than Russell Wilson. He makes $33 million. In theory, that's correct. In theory, that's absolutely correct. In reality, it's not. Because in the when you're negotiating quarterback contracts, it's just that's the way it goes. The next person up is the next person up if you're going to put them into that world. Water seeks its level, right? So if you're free, freedom means if I can get to the freedom line, I'm going to get rewarded for going there. And, and there's no discount for waiting that long. So, yeah, I think Jerry miscalculated that one. And, and look, he got a deal. I'm, Jerry, one thing about Jerry now, he's got a lot of cash. He can print it. You know, he can write checks pretty quickly. My hands don't get cranked. He's done a good job of saving money. I mean, they, the, everybody thinks the Cowboys spends, you know, a lot every year. They, they've done a good job of holding back, and, and their cash outlay isn't as high as people think every single year. Well, that's fascinating because it does feel like they pay somebody the biggest contract every other year at a different position. And now they get the DAC deal done, which is a massive question mark around the Cowboys' future, even though it's only for four years. Who knows what Mike McCarthy is going to do with that? Let's pivot out of Dallas and let's go to Las Vegas. I know you have some thoughts. John Gruden, <laughs> John Gruden and Mike Mayock over there at the Raiders, they are making decisions now that kind of make previous decisions not look great. They seem to be in trouble with the cap issue. They got all of their offensive linemen out there now what do you think's going on in las vegas and how do you see this playing out long term if you had to guess you know i i think look I, mike mayock is in a really hard situation because he's working for a coach that is really not the best personnel guy he's impatient he wants veterans he falls in love and out of love quickly. I mean, if he was on Match.com, he would have, you know, it would be just constantly rolling over, constantly. Because Jesus. he falls in love, falls out of love. I mean, it's just Gruden's nature. It's like if you literally give him players in April, by May he'll hate them, by June he'll want them traded. It's just how he motivates himself. I wrote about it in Gridiron Genius. John as a coach is a good coach. John is an offensive coordinator, is a good coach. John running your entire operation, 
what we're seeing in Las Vegas is the result of a guy that doesn't understand the big picture. He can't put all the pieces together. Go back and read his quotes about LaMarcus Joyner when he signed in. Like, they made no sense. Like, you were signing an undersized 5'9 guy who's going to cover Travis Kelsey? Seriously? You're going to pay him all this money? Seriously. Made no sense because the big picture of how to build a team is way different for a coach than for an executive. So Mike Mayock, Mike Mayock, though, has no out here, right? Because if he says, I want to kind of take over that duty, he's being paid much less, and Gruden was the one that got him hired, right? No doubt. He works for Gruden. I mean, what we don't want to understand is John Lynch, and I don't mean this in any disrespect to John Lynch. I think John Lynch is one. John Lynch works for Kyle Shanahan. Mike Mayock works for John Gruden. I mean, that's the way it Hmm. is. You know, and and I worked for Bill Belichick, and I was happy to do that. I I didn't tell Belichick what to do. Why would I, right? That's the role you play. But what happens is Belichick will listen. You could say, Bill, I don't think this is the right thing. Belichick's more of a big pitcher, wants to discount. He's the Warren Buffett of this. He wants to get cheaper. John wants the guy now. I want him, I want him, I want him. I'm in love with Terrell Williams. Sign him. No, I'm in love with Nelson Aguilar. Sign him. Like, you can't run a team like that. And then when you don't draft well, you pick Colin Farrell, the fourth pick overall in the draft. You pick Abrams in the 20s. He can't cover anybody at safety. Where are we going with this? Like, where is the blueprint? Where's the plan on how we're going to win a title? Like, where's the plan? And right now, they, they, Derek Carr is their quarterback, and everybody's saying he's going to get an extension or whatever. And then as soon as Russell Wilson's available, you hear a bunch of Raiders fans are like, oh, if we can get Russell Wilson in here, let's do that. And I would assume Gruden's the same way. He's like, hey, well, I'll tell you, yeah, yeah. if we can get fucking Russell Wilson in here, let's try to do that. It's That whole place is a question mark right now. Yeah, I mean, he's he's very reactionary. There's no there's no plan. Look, he's got a 10-year contract. He makes $10 million a year. He walks in there. He really should have walked in with a plan. Here's how we're going to build this team. Here's how we're going to just dramatically build this team inch by inch by inch. But instead, he's grasping and pulling things around. You'll see next year, they'll cut all the guys they signed the year before, whether it's <laughs> You know, uh, you know the the linebacker Kwiatkowski, whomever they sign, you know they're going to end up cutting those guys because they're going to be overvalued. He has to get it under. He needs a strong personnel guy that will say, John, no, we can't do that. He needs, but John doesn't want that. He needs Michael Lombardi. Yeah, Hell yeah. yeah. So, so I would rather have twenty hours of root canal in one day <laughs> than have to do that because he's impossible to deal with. You can't. How do you know this? How do you know this? I've worked with John in Philadelphia. I've worked with John in Oakland. And John in Oakland was, Al Davis was in between. John John couldn't make any decisions on personnel in Oakland unless Al signed off on it. Or unless we all signed off on it. You know, when we signed Jerry Rice, Al Al was not in love with doing that because it was going to affect James Jett. But we all agreed he would be a better player, so Al kind of acquiesced to us. So there is there was a, there was a lot of hurdles to go through, but look at look at John independently in Tampa, and his draft drafts evaluation. Look at John in Oakland and his draft evaluations, and in Las Vegas. That that says somebody like I need help building this team, huh. and that's not what he wants. He wants to just if he wants it, he wants it, and that doesn't how you build championships. You you have to think of this job as a stockbroker, as a money manager. That's what you are. Game's You're done. a High-profile money manager, and if you keep making mistakes, look. Think about this, Pat. They pay Gruden thirty million over three years. Add up all the contracts that they've given out with the draft picks and these free agents that they've cut. It's gonna. It's gonna be over one hundred fifty million. Has it been worth it? 
Well, right now, I assume a lot of Raiders fans are questioning that. I did not know that you and John had history like that. That, that is, I, I wrote about him in my book, and I and I have respect. Does for he Doug. hate you? Does he hate you? Huh? Does he hate you? I don't know. It doesn't really matter. I'm just <laughs> like I've evaluated. Like I'm pe- one thing about you know what I tell people this all the time. I wrote the book. I have personal freedom. I really don't care because it's all on paper, right? If you want to disagree with it, not, you can do whatever you want. I wrote it. It's where I believe in. But John, and I gave John, look, John as a coach is really good. John motivates himself through convincing himself he has no players. Look at these guys they've given me to play with. I can't win with this guy. When we were in Philly together, every player in Green Bay was great. When we got to Philly, we had no players. Now, we had Ricky Waters, Charlie Gardner, Irving Fryer, Jason Dunn. We had a bunch of guys that were good players. When I got to Oakland with them, Philly had good players. We had no good players in Philly. <laughs> so it's just that way he motivates himself, and that's really good. But if, if you do that, you got to have somebody to stop him from himself. Uh, hold on, hold on. With you saying that, now, I've never met John Gruden, so, but with you saying that whole thing, like, oh, we got no players, that's probably how the rumor started that he hates Derek Carr. Right, because I'd assume that he said, like, oh, our guy does this instead of this. And that's probably somebody who's never been around him who's like, oh, this is yeah. this is probably uh, – that makes a lot of sense on how that got out there. When he, he He's very emotional. He's he's a lot like – He's awesome on Monday Night Football. Yeah. There's an old – this is, this is who he – there's a great basketball coach. You should get him on your show sometime. He's tremendous. His name's Larry Brown. He lives in Charlotte now. He is tremendous. I love Larry Brown to death. I learn a lot talking to him. But Larry Brown is a lot like – John is a lot like Larry Brown. They're very impulsive. And when they they want to make decisions rapidly – Larry Brown was the head basketball coach at the Denver Nuggets in the ABA. And he was going to the NBA, and he wanted to get bigger, stronger players. So he wanted George McGinnis from the 76ers. And he was on Al Atlas's butt, his general manager, to trade for George McGinnis. Finally, two years later, they trade for George McGinnis. They give up Bobby Jones in a first-round pick. They get George McGinnis. After the first practice with George McGinnis, Larry comes off the court and says, we got to get rid of him. He's not good enough. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, that's awesome. And it's interesting to hear that that's potentially happening around the NFL. Greatest league on earth, about to have a $250 million salary cap. Ooh. Now, there is some breaking news. Mike, I'd like to hear your reaction to this. Allen Robinson has been tagged by the Chicago Bears. The Chicago Bears still don't have their quarterback situation figured out. They are allegedly in for Deshaun Watson. They're in for Russell Wilson. Ryan Pace, their uh, GM, said, I'm keeping all options on the table, quarterback. They now franchise tag Allen Robinson, who allegedly turned down a $16 million a year deal to go back to Chicago. One year, one more year for an incredibly talented wide receiver on a team that could potentially go completely up in flames next year or be good again. I mean, it is mm-hmm. no idea what's going to happen. You like this move or hate this move, Paisan? I think you got to protect your team, right? I think you have to, you know, Cam Robinson with the Jaguars. Is he worth 13-7? No, but to replace him, it's going to be a lot more. Allen Robinson's the same thing. He doesn't want $16 million? Fine, we'll give him the franchise number at less. We'll rent him for a year, and we'll go on with life. I think it's probably the smart move. You protect yourself. Hunter Henry out in, out in Los Angeles, you know, he was going to get a boatload of money. They're, it's cheaper just to franchise them. It gives the team a year, and then they can see where the cap is. Now, it restricts you cap in terms of what you want to do but overall building your team you're renting this player for a year and you have the right to trade him if you want if somebody wants to come in you can hold his rights if somebody wants Allen Robinson 
you've got a chance you own his rights, so you could trade for they can trade you. They have to deal with you first. So it's a smart play. I think if you can do it. Now, when you tie up this much cap room and you're the Bears and you still need a quarterback, you're going to have to solve that problem some way. Hunter Henry has been officially notified that he'll be released from the Chargers, so they're not going to franchise sack him. But when you talk – He's going to be like he's going to be the prettiest girl in school. He's <laughs> Everybody's going to want him. Everybody's going to want him. He will be a huge free agent signing because the tight end position in pro football is somewhere to control the middle of the field. There's so many guys that want that. So, you know, I think he's going to be Hunter Henry is a lucky guy right now. Okay, so Allen Robinson's franchise tag will be higher than the standard wide receiver price, costing the Bears $17.88 million. This is just coming out right now. It says because of his 2020 compensation, Allen Robinson's tag will be higher than the standard wide receiver price. That's being that's from Spotrack, who has all this. What does that mean? Well, I don't know what that means. Well, I mean, because they, he's got to get 120% or the franchise number. So whatever's oh. higher, he gets by franchising them. Okay, and the franchise tag, let's go back to that, because the way you were talking about how it's a one-year rental and then we can't afford what he's going to be, because he was asking 18 a year, so I guess this is $120,000 cheaper than that, I guess. <laughs> Which is interesting, but it's only for but one. So it's cheaper in the sense I don't have to give you a lot of cash up front. I pay you on a. I pay you on a. It's like renting a home. I don't have to put a down payment down. I, I you come in, you sign the tender, you'll get one seventeenth of that money. You'll get a million dollars a game, basically to play. And then when the season's over, I have no. I, I have no dead money following you. Life goes on. It's a rental. It's like it's how we get into rental homes. You know, it's just easier. Players hate the franchise tag because it's not long term stability. Listening to you talk about the franchise tag from a general manager standpoint, that's never going to be something that gets removed from the CBA. I don't think. I don't think it will be. I mean, it's obviously going to be in there for ten years. It does the players well. I mean, look, every quarterback, <laughs> Russell Wilson, they're all benefiting from the Dak Prescott contract. You know, look, Aaron Aaron Rodgers is sitting in Green Bay or wherever he's sitting right now, saying like, "Wait a minute, wait a minute, Dak's making wait a minute, Dak just got forty one, and I'm at thirty three, seventy five uh, million dollars this year." Conversation, yeah. Mr. Murphy. You know, so I, I think I think that that's that that it's even though players complain about it in the long term, it creates water to seek its level. It rises the tide around it. Oh, oh god damn, that's good. Uh, what do you got, Diggs? Mike, uh, you talked about Hunter Henry being. Prettiest girl on the market. Now that Godwin and Robinson have been tagged, Galde is the best wide receiver on the market. Where's he going to go? You know, I, I mean, look, that, that'll be the highest bidder, wherever, whatever, you know. And But, again, you know, who's got the money? Jacksonville, they need a receiver. You put Galladay with Jacksonville with DJ Chark alongside of them, you know, they've got the kind of cap room to handle it. The Jets could use Galladay. New England could go after a Galladay. Obviously, they've got Patricia there who coached them and knows them really well. They need an outside receiver, too. I think you've got to follow the line of who has salary cap and who has moved, who has the room to do that because it's going to be expensive. Now, don't minimize some teams. Teams can create cap room. That's the one thing we, we've learned through this 25 years of the cap. You want a player, you can create cap room. Now, what you have to be able to do is you need about 5 or $6 million of room in your cap to sign your draft picks. So as you go along, you've got to keep that in mind. You know, the Raiders right now are $3 million under the cap, right? They trade Trent Brown to the, to the Patriots. They pick up $14 million there. Now they're at 17. They've got some room. Now they can go sign Aguilar on a cap-friendly deal for this year. They'll pay him a lot of money. 
but they still have room for the draft picks. Uh, Mike, you're the best. Thank you so much for joining us today. You're the greatest. Appreciate you. Thanks so much. Hey, listen, real quick question. Whenever we're wrapping these conversations up, you are the fastest to hang up. You hang up before. <laughs> is it just because you got things I, I to do? When you are, I mean, do you want me to stay on and say goodbye? No, no, no. no. <laughs> you, got, you got things to do, pal. Oh, go ahead. You have a quick question. Uh, yeah. We got, hey, we got a minute and a half. Real Back, quick, Lombardi. I, like I worked 10 years for Al Davis. He never said goodbye. <laughs> the, the only way you knew the phone call was over was when you heard the click. And I'm deaf in one ear, so sometimes I didn't hear the click. I would stay on that phone five minutes and <laughs> Like, literally, like that phone, if I didn't hear the click, I would, I'd waste five minutes. Hello, sir, you there? Well, we get to experience that on the other side. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Lombardi. Hey, yeah. Thank you, Mike. He's- Most guys have tried a lot of different ways to, you know, Try to last a little bit longer yeah. when making love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Think about your baseball team. That's a boring sport. That'll turn me off, right? Yeah, absolutely. Should. Maybe you start listing off cities and states. Maybe you start doing the alphabet backwards. Whatever you end up doing, you need to not do it anymore. Knock it off. Not if it's going to work. Uh-uh. Okay? You're, before the time you get to the, the shortstop, it's already happened. Good. All right? That's right. What you need is a real tag team partner whenever you're going in there. And our friends at Roman created just that with Roman Swipes. Roman Swipes are a swipe that comes in a discreet, unmarked package uh, that shows up at your door. Then it's in a tiny little packet that you put in your pocket, small enough to fit in your wallet. Then right before it's time to make some love, right before it is time to go ahead and try to procreate, Mm -hmm. maybe. Whenever it's time to go and put on a show, uh, you go ahead and and rub the swipe on. Uh, it'll, It'll dry. It'll not transfer to your partner at all and then you just have time of your life yeah get roman.com forward slash pat mcafee jesus that's get roman.com forward slash pat mcafee no Mm -hmm. spaces uh and you can get your first month of swipes for just five dollars when you choose a monthly plan all right shout out to roman shout out to you shout out to get roman.com forward slash pat mcafee an incredibly intelligent man when it comes to f- the football world. Uh, he's a co-host of the Man to Man podcast, which is one of our favorites here in the mm-hmm. office. Him and Antoine Bethea, ladies and gentlemen, joining us now, Darius Butler. Yeah! How are you, man? I'm good, man. Was that Ray J's Raycon? Yeah, Ray J's the founder. Uh, and other okay. celebrities like Brandy, mm-hmm. uh, which is Ray J's sister. So you would yep. think yep. she would support, but J.R. Smith, J.R. Smith, Melissa Etheridge. Yeah. Come on, dope, dope. They all love them. Gotta try them, man. You know, for me, I would wear them every day if I could, but I can't because this thing. You know what I mean? I have to have <laughs> this thing on. Um, let's get right to it, Darius. A football player is making seventy-five million dollars next year. Let's fucking go! Yeah. Big time. Hey, that's big. This is a big deal. Dak finally gets the four-year long-term bag, $160 million, actually $126 million guaranteed, up to $164, $75 million next year. This is massive. This is good for players everywhere, Darius. I said earlier, I want everybody to get paid a billion dollars. Facts. Keep pushing it up, man. And uh, I don't even understand why it was a conversation. Uh, Obviously, we know how it is. Whatever the market says, you know, you're worth, you go out there and get it. And uh, Dak, if you did that draft over again, he'll be the number one pick overall. So if you look at it from that lens, it's the number one 
overall pick getting his money uh, far too late, in my opinion. Uh, I think Dallas kind of tricked off the situation. They could have paid him a couple years ago, but he got his money. Um, you know, he got paid on the franchise tag last year, obviously. And uh, hopefully, you know, he keeps getting better. And we'll see if, uh, you know, Cowboys can, can be an actual contender going down the line. Yeah, it's definitely everybody kind of saw this one coming whenever the Dallas Cowboys delayed payment to him. And everybody realized and saw what other quarterbacks were making. Now, my thing is this. This is what a lot of people immediate reaction is. Dak Prescott coming off of that gruesome injury. Are you just banking yeah. that he'll be the exact same quarterback or better afterwards? Is that what everybody's just banking? Like, hey, science, technology, we got this shit, this ain't a problem? Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not too worried about that. He was a pretty uh, durable guy. Um, didn't miss any games. That was, you know, first time he missed some injury, uh, time uh, based off injury. It was a nasty kind of one of those freak uh, plays. But um, I think Dak will be fine. I think he'll be the same guy going forward. It's not like he's a... You know, Lamar Jackson type guy who's, you know, oh, that's a big part of his game. He scrambles when he needs to. But, um, you know, he's a pocket passer and he's been getting better, um, you know, in that area over the years. Okay. Whenever you look at a quarterback like Dak Prescott, nine years in the NFL, played very high level, corner and safety. All right. When you look at a quarterback like Dak Prescott, what is it about him that you think like, yeah, he should get that type of elite money versus maybe another quarterback who should not get $75 million in one year? I mean, he's a he's a top ten quarterback, and um, so once he got to the, I mean, we've seen it over the years. Guys get paid elite money that weren't you know elite talents. You know, Jimmy G was the highest paid quarterback at one time. Matt Stafford, um, Kirk Cousins got eighty four guaranteed. So it's a bunch of guys who weren't necessarily elite um, in the league, but they got that money. So I think you know it's the same uh, when it comes when it comes to that. Like I said, it should have happened years ago. But on the field, um, he's a he's a he's a above average quarterback he's a good starting quarterback and it's not like he's you know well beyond his prime it's a guy that's 27 years old so you you, you expect him to continue to grow you got weapons around him you got cd lamb you got cooper who you paid 100 million dollars you got gallup um so you got you got an o-line that you can piece back together you got weapons around him everything that's around him that for him to be successful so um i would bet on him continuing to trend upward do you think Mike McCarthy is the guy that's going to take Dak and the Cowboys to the Super Bowl? Let's go. Hey, Big right. Mike. Yeah. Big Mike. Mike. It's his guy. He found, the, he found the sledgehammer late yep. in the mm-hmm. season. Mm-hmm. I mean, here we go. Are, are the Dak? I'm, I, I would, I would, I, I'm not that confident in Mike. Um, oh. But Kellen Moore, you know, a lot of people speak highly of him. Um, he got the job. He had to be um, thought pretty highly of because he got that. You know, the quarterback job, quarterback coach job, you know, fresh off a of plan. He basically retired. He was the quarterback's coach. And the next year he continued on to be the coordinator. So they obviously got a lot of faith in him in that building. So maybe his mind and Mike McCarthy can come together and get some things going. But I think that, um, you know, having that guy, having them pay. And not, and not only just the money, like what it does for that locker room. Obviously that locker room loves them. You're finally doing right by your franchise guy. So hopefully that kind of resonates throughout the locker room and they start to create some type of winning culture over there. That's a big deal. Whenever you see everybody else get paid but your quarterback, you have to have some questions. Even if you love Dak Prescott, you have to think to yourself, is this the long – are we getting – they get into business for a long term together. Somebody told Schefter, an inside source, that he thought this was Jerry Jones tipping off how big this media deal is coming with how everybody's cutting players right now because salary cap question marks <laughs> or whatever, and now he's paying a guy 
$75 million next year. He is a large part of the negotiation for the media deal. Have you heard some of these numbers that are coming out for some of these deals? The NFL, in five years, it is alleged that the salary cap is going to be $250 million. It's unbelievable right now, D, but they are they are taking over everything. Every dollar in the sports world is somehow funneling to the NFL, it feels like. Yeah, you see a lot of um, a lot of these numbers uh, trending down everywhere else. The NFL, you know, they're, they continue to trend up. You know, it's still America's game. Um, you know, people people love the game. So that money's going to keep coming in. I wouldn't – I mean, if, if somebody knows, Jerry would know. And that would be hilarious if he's really out here finessing the other owners oh. um, like that where they're cutting bait and, and, and trying to shed fat on the roster. And he's that, – that, that, that would be absolutely <laughs> hilarious. We talked about that earlier. Like, what if Jerry – what if Jerry's going into, like, these Zoom calls or whatever with every other owner? He's like – it feels like it's going to be a bubble. <laughs> and then just immediately, as soon as that Zoom goes off, goes into another Zoom with Dak's agent and everything. He's like, how about more money than any motherfucker's ever been paid? <laughs> like, that hey. would be awesome if that's how that whole thing's playing out. I, I knew something was fishy, man. I saw a report that came out, I want to say yesterday before the deal came out, saying, like, I think it was from one of the Joneses saying that Dak has all the leverage or some shit yeah. like that. And then next thing you know, boom, he gets a deal. And if you look at the deal... I mean, like you said, 75 in year one, and he's back at the table at the latest, you know, 31 years old. So, I mean, it, I mean, no trade clause, no tag clause. I mean, this deal was just, uh, I mean, it's hard to poke any holes in it, honestly, from Dak's, uh, Dak's standpoint. Shout yeah, out to him it, and his, his agent. Yeah, hey, shout out Dak. Shout, shout out Dak. Shout out Dak, dude. Uh, we have a guy in the office named Nick. You know Nick, Hockey Nick. Um, Nick is immediately going to look for the uh, – uh, potential negative view on this thing. He <laughs> thinks the source that Jerry is tipping his uh, hand at how big the media deal is Jerry trying to cover up for getting fucking hosed by oh. Dak Prescott. Is that what you think? Thank you. You summed that up beautifully. Yeah, I'm getting taken to the cleaners here, Pat. But don't worry. On the back end, we got tons of money coming in from ESPN, NBC, oh, whatever. Okay. Uh, Doesn't matter. Don't care. He said that's the spin zone of that whole thing. Very interesting. Uh, very, very interesting if that's the case. And that's some critical thinking right there. Who knows? Jerry, Jerry's a smart man. He knows how to finesse the media and put out what he wants. Though, oh, so. yeah. And that's why you, we talked about the Dak has all the leverage the other day. It's like, who? That's normally coming from somebody that probably has the leverage now that I think about it. But this is an interesting time. Uh, we got a lot of shit popping off around the NFL. Chris Godwin just got franchise tagged down in Tampa. Uh, we talked to him about that. He basically said, like, hey, business is how it is or whatever. He gets a chance to stay down with Tom Brady for another year. Obviously, yeah. doesn't get the long-term deal that he's worth, uh, but he gets a one-year franchise tag guarantee here. This is a good move for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I think, right? Yeah, I mean, very good move. I, um very good move, keeping him building for one more year. Uh, very good receiver. Uh, last year, down the stretch, you know, didn't play as well. But um, what he's what he's seen, he's continued got better year in year out. Um, so it's a good move for them, keeping him keeping him in the building at least one more year. Try to run it back. Trent Brown goes back to the Patriots. Las Vegas trades for Trent Brown. Uh, trades Trent Brown out of town. They cut and get rid of like six people that you know of on the Raiders. I'm excited to see how that team looks next year. But Bill Belichick now, 60-some million dollars in cap space, trading for the guy back that he let leave town. What is going on in New England? How do you see this thing ended? Sounds like a potential AFC championship. Oh, yeah. 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 You hear Connor. Connor. I know Connor's back. Uh-huh. Come on, D-Bot. Let's go. Okay, okay. We got Trent, Fran- franchise of guard over there, too. 
was supposed to be a pretty good player. We'll see. We'll Tooney, see if they, 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 they did not the franchise. They did not franchise Tooney. No, they they chose oh, not going okay. to. They chose Bad, not to. Brad breaking news on my timeline. Oh, Darius. Hey. You got to look. It's, hey, it's it's treacherous out here, man. Bro, Ultra I weird. get killed out here. Watch out for BR Gridiron, D Buck. Oh, yeah, yesterday. Oh, I thought they were legit. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, well, that'll get you. So did we. Spin yeah. yard. That, that is what we're. Now, listen, I do think they take a lot of. I think they take a lot of hacks, right? They're covering everything. But, boy, there's been a couple that they've gotten us into some real shit. Oh, uh, yeah, I already know you took that, that, that Odell shit, huh? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, was, magic. and Fitzy. Yeah. yeah, and then Fitzmagic was retiring, and then Fitzmagic wasn't retiring. I mean, it was, and then I get DMs from people like, I never said what you're saying. I'm like, well, the graph, it was a wild day yesterday. Wild day, Darius. Um, a lot of people, Kenny Galladay is going to be a free agent. Okay, yep. Allen Robinson probably going to be a free agent unless he gets franchise tag. But I guess could still happen. But with these weapons that you have to have, if you're a team that needs weapons, what should they be looking for? You think in the wide receiver? Like what for Carson Wentz, for instance? Let's talk Colts real quick. Need yep. a wide receiver. What type of wide receiver do we need for Carson Wentz? You think to make him better? I mean, you need a guy with with a um, big catch radius. And, who, and also, so he can't create hit. separation. I not mean, there's not too many guys around there walking around like that. Obviously, Galladay's one of them. Allen Robinson's definitely one of them. Um, because those guys can make, you know, even when they're covered, they're open. And uh, if you got a quarterback, I think Carson's good enough with those weapons around him to be a good quarterback. But if you got a big body guy who can also create separation and consistently win one on ones, that's that's what you want. Um, even if a guy's not big, like Stephon Diggs, he creates so much separation in his routes. That that's gonna make um, you know that quarterback that, that quarterback better. You're gonna see that evolution of whatever quarterback's throwing the ball. You wish you were a quarterback. I do. Shoot, this money, man. Hell yeah. <laughs> Seventy five in one year. The immediately following, by the way, one of the most gruesome injuries we've ever seen. Facts. Like I, I'm, I love that that got paid, but there was no way in fucking hell I thought he was going to get the money he just no, got. No. no way I thought there was a, no chance because if you didn't it was, think he was going to be in that number two spot, I didn't. I didn't know just because with the salary cap question everybody had, and then obviously if Dallas doesn't pay him, is there going to be another team that's going to be like, okay, we don't know this guy? If, oh yeah, you thought so? Oh yeah, if he had the market, he, he would have got that on the market as well. Probably more, but I mean, it was only it was only after was, that was, injury. You thought, it was the, I mean, yeah, his quarterback, like you said, sign. I mean, we see guys tear, you know, ACLs and Achilles and all type of injuries and come back and, and you know be better. And like he's a twenty seven year old quarterback. You know what I mean? It's not like a lot of his game. It's through, through for almost five thousand yards last time he was healthy. Like it's not like a lot of his game is on. You know, scrambling been outside the pocket, so absolutely. And that team fell apart oh, completely yeah. after he got hurt. I, I guess his people were actually saying, like, yeah, the injury. Did you did you, <laughs> yeah. did you see before and then after what had happened was? You see? Exactly. I, I'd actually like a percentage of the star. I think we would actually like – we'd like the top little triangle of the star. That, that yeah. is what we think we deserve in this entire thing. Uh, D-Bud, we appreciate you joining us, man. Appreciate y'all, man. Appreciate y'all. It's always fun. Hey, what do you got going on? I see you're teasing something about Sam Darnold because Ty said that he stinks at quarterback. You, you it sounds like you've done some research on him. What do you? You know that that's actually exactly what got me to the lab. Sam Darnold stinks. I actually said that to um, 
Dan Orlowski, he was, <laughs> he was raving about, you know, Sam Darnold is just everything, you know, hey, let me, let me tell you about these 40,000 picks, but I'm going to tell you why and what could potentially be great going forward. So I'm like, hey, look, Sam Darnold stinks. <laughs> potentially be better if he has blah, blah, blah. And I said, you know what? I don't like to say guys stink without, you know, actually digging in there and doing a deep dive. So um, he's the guy I started with. Obviously, the Jets are picking at the top of the draft. So it's a lot of questions about should they stay with him? Should they go to a uh, new college guy? So I'm jumping in the lab on Sarm Darnold. I'm going to get some answers, man. I'm going to get some answers for the people. And this will be at Darius J. Butler. This will, Yep, this will be on my uh, socials, Darius J. Butler, on Twitter, on Instagram, also on the Everything DB, and on the Man to Man pod. So wherever you follow me, you better get Let's go. <laughs> I can't wait to see it, by the way, because uh, I've done all the film study on Sam Darnold. I have my own thoughts. I can't wait to hear yours. Hey, gotcha. We'll, we'll you know. Pick each other's brains. I did not watch all of his films. So I am, <laughs> I, well, you do the film watching. I'm, I'm, I'm going to watch, and that's probably going to be pretty yeah. influential into my <laughs> thoughts into Sam Darnold. So a lot of pressure there. Let's go ahead and do this right, huh? Let's make sure. Oh, yeah, I, I got you. I got you. We got Sam. We got Dak coming up. We got whoever. I'm going to start putting out polls out there so we can vote on who's next. And I would like to say this as somebody who was a teammate with Darius. Um, legitimately one of the smartest football players walking this earth. I, I got a chance to experience this in team meetings. Chuck would ask <laughs> questions to the defense. It would uh, normally get passed around to a couple people. No answer, no answer. Call a friend. Darius comes in. We should do ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. And Chuck goes, yes, fucking right, Darius. <laughs> We need somebody other than Darius to get these questions right. And then they go to the next one, and the same thing would happen over and over again. So I think a massive part of your game was actually film study, right? Like you were, you were basically smarter than everybody on the field. Well, I, I mean, I wouldn't say smarter than everybody. I put that work in, though. You had, had to have had to put that work in. Had to, that's how I built the confidence to go out there and make plays, uh, anticipate things. As a DB, you know, you guarding the Julios, the ABs, the – you know, DeAndre Hopkins, you can't just be out there just trying to, okay, I'm going to guard everything. you got to anticipate some things, be able to eliminate uh, certain things based off concepts, splits, all this type of stuff. So um, I, love, I love that part of the game. A lot of p- players do. Some players don't, but I love that part of the game. It would be awesome if you were athletic enough, like if I could one day do that, to walk up to Julio on like a Sunday game and be like, whatever you got today, dude. Good luck. <laughs> I'm, just lining, I'm just lining up whatever yeah, you that, got. Yeah, that, that, Julio shit, that, that Julio shit different. <laughs> yeah, it's different. You're going you're gonna to stay up a little later, watch a little more film when 11 out there. I cannot wait to see what your film study says about Sam Darnold. Ladies and gentlemen, Derek Butler. Yeah. Everyone wants to keep their home and family safe, ain't that right? Yeah, it's a no-brainer. Whether it's from a break-in, a fire, flooding, or a medical emergency, Simply Safe Home Security delivers award-winning 24-7 protection. With Simply Safe, you don't just get an arsenal of cameras and sensors, which you do, you also get the best professional monitors in the business. They've got your back day and night ready to send police, fire, or EMTs when you need them most straight to your door. Simply Safe has an arsenal of sensors and cameras that protect every single inch of your home. You can set it up into yourself in about 30 minutes. It's incredibly easy. I am a stooge who knows nothing about this type of stuff. I got my house set up with Simply Safe, more secure and more convenient in under an hour. Yeah. It, 30 minutes is an accurate take. I think mm-hmm. that's what it will be. You'll get an app on your phone. 
You'll be able to click in there. It'll monitor anytime there's movement on your cameras. It will record for you. You'll be able to look in there live anytime you have to. And it's all from one click of the button on your smartphone app. It is unbelievable and revolutionizing for the security game. Yeah, it's perfect. We all have it. We all use it. We all love it. It's very simple. I mean, it's the best. It also catches some moments. Oh, yeah. You know, there's moments outside you Mm -hmm. see, moments in the office we catch. It is incredible. And by the way, it's not like Bigfoot cameras where it's all blurry or anything like this. This is great cameras, great functionality, great convenience, great company, to be honest with you, Simply Safe. Mm -hmm. 1080p. Right now, listeners of this show get a free home security camera. Whoa. When you purchase a Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash McAfee, that's S I M P L I S A F E dot com slash M C A F E E. You also get a 60 day risk free trial, so there's literally nothing to lose. That's here. what I'm talking about. So you get a bonus camera plus a 60 day risk free trial when you go to simplysafe.com slash McAfee, S I M P L I S A F E dot com slash M C A F E E. Free security camera. Let's go. That's simplysafe.com slash McAfee. I'm happy Simply Safe is back in here. I love Simply Safe. They have an incredible product. Let's go ahead and keep it moving with them. Joining us, college football national champion and Super Bowl champion, AJ Hopkins. How you doing, AJ? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? I see you're rocking the Arnold Classic over there. Are you a uh, pump and iron? Are you a bodybuilder? Are you getting into maybe extreme heavy weight lifting? What do you, what do you got going on? Uh, I do not think that is in my future, but I was connected a few minutes early, and so I was wearing this in one of the commercials you're running. So, yeah, stick around. You'll see me wearing it plenty more. Yeah, <laughs> I'll tell you what. I uh, Every once in a while at night, I'll go through, like every other night or so, I'll go through the YouTube, you know, see how things are doing, and I'll read through the comments and everything like that. And I, I try to guess what day it's from, from the shirt that I'm wearing, you know, because that's really all you see most times. Boy, there's a couple times where I've worn the same shirt close to like maybe every fourth day or every third day or something like that. Really gets me fucked up. I'm like, wait a minute. Is this one? No, it's from two days ago. Got it. It is. It's difficult deciding what shirt to wear, Um, especially... I mean, we got a shirt coming out that has Connor's face on it. Oh, I, yeah. I, I'm going to start wearing that one. I think that's going to be one I'm going to get going. But you're right. The Arnold Classic has been a classic for you. We appreciate you joining us. How about Dak Prescott getting $160 million, $126 guaranteed, $75 million next year? How do you feel about this? Love seeing somebody get paid, but this is insane to look at. It's absolutely insane, but it's not shocking, I guess. It's, it's surprising a little bit, maybe. I don't know. I, I think... How much he got, how much guaranteed he got, how he kind of set new records, that may be a bit uh, surprising to people. But, hey, like, when's this going to be beat? It'll be beat soon, right? When they, Maybe when A-Rod gets an extension here, he'll get more per year or whatever. Like, this is how it goes, isn't it? If Aaron Rodgers gets $76 million in one year, mm. just not just, but aside from, like, no outside businesses mm-hmm. doing that type of thing for you and football is the only thing doing that, I am fucking pumped. They're saying $250 million salary. I've said it, like, three times today. Because right now it's at 181 or something like that projected. $250 million projected salary cap five years from now. Holy, the NFL is printing cash at this point. It is unbelievable. Well, and Dak and his agent, Todd France, absolutely won on this situation. He's going to be a free agent when he's, what, 31 if he plays the whole deal. After three years, they're probably going to renegotiate him, aren't they, and give him more upfront money? And he can't get tagged. So he becomes a free agent at the age of 31. 
after hopefully winning some games now in the next yeah. four years. Now, Big Mike down there is going to have to turn that team right back around, you know, because mm-hmm, things right. went a little bit sideways down there last year. At one point, though, during the offseason, you have to remember, one year ago, now Dak Prescott's back, one year ago, a sports pundit, a man that talks about the NFL every single day, had the Dallas Cowboys as Super Bowl contenders. What? Yeah. Do you still feel that same way right now with Dak being back, A.J. Hawk? I still feel good about my pick last season. If Dak wouldn't have gone down, they'd have probably won the whole thing, man. Like You wouldn't, even, you wouldn't have had a boat parade. Or you wouldn't even need the, the watermelons either. Oh, no. yeah. You wouldn't need any of that. <laughs> you know? I mean... What do they? The, the question is, what do the Cowboys do like with Zeke's deal in another year or two? Like, what what happens to the rest of their team? Well, that's the big question, you know. And that was kind of the whole conversation that revolved around whether or not they'll pay him. It's like, is now is because if you you paid everybody else, will you pay Dak? Because if you do that, that's obviously going to affect other things. Now, Mike Lombardi just told us that their cash output or cash flow is actually better than people think. I don't know how that's possible because they pay everybody. So, yeah. But Lombardi knows more about that than I do. I don't know how they're going to build the team around Dak. I don't know how they're going to continue to win, but I'm fucking pumped Dak got that money. I hope it continues to happen. It's like the Rams, though. They paid their wide receiver. They paid their running back. They paid their quarterback. They didn't let go. I mean, all three of them, but they let go Cooks and <laughs> Gurley before they let go of golf. So they paid... They paid uh, wide receiver. Mm-hmm. They paid the running back. They paid their D tackle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They paid their corner. Mm-hmm. Then they played, paid their quarterback. Then they had to cut everybody yeah. and then get rid of the quarterback. Somehow some teams were able to manipulate that cap better than others. The Chiefs have been able to do it at an incredibly you know, efficient manner, being able to lock everybody up. I don't know if the Dallas Cowboys are going to be able to do the same or not, but is this Jerry talking about what the salary cap is going to be? Do we Are we underestimating – or are we overestimating the salary cap hit that's coming? Because everybody seems to be cutting and trading and trying to get out of the salary cap, and Jerry Jones is signing big deals. Does Jerry know more than everybody else, AJ? I think so. I mean, if you really? – anything I've yeah, anything I've read over the years, when those owners – think about it, when all the owners are in the room together or they're negotiating with the TV networks, whatever they're doing, they said Jerry's like one of the ringleaders. Think about it. He's been around for so long. He's such a high-profile guy. I think he's one of the main dudes that can speak, and all the other owners actually listen to him. But what if he wasn't speaking and they didn't have a chance to listen and he was not telling them about the salary cap? Mm -hmm. Because people are just cutting. See ya. See ya. You got to renegotiate. You stink. You're out. Have a good one. You're going to be on the market. And then all of a sudden, Jerry's like, hold the horses. We're actually paying everybody more money because these motherfuckers don't know what's going on. (laughs) Imagine if they do, if that thing goes from like 181 projected to like 190, 200 next whoa. year. That would change everything. People would yeah. be like, whoa, 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 whoa. We cut a bunch of people. It will. It has to, doesn't it, with the new TV deals coming out? Well, that's what you would think with this Jerry Jones deal. Is like, okay, this salary cap is going to go up a lot more than anybody could have predicted, I'd assume. And, and Jerry feels comfortable doing this. Uh, it's just interesting because just a few days ago, we were living in a world where everybody's like, if they get paid at all, guys are going to get cut because this salary cap's not going to move. It's like, well, is this saying something different? Is this saying the salary cap's going up? Do you think that's why we really, I mean, we, they were calling this Massacre Monday, Massacre Week, and really it doesn't seem like we've got the bloodshed that they were expecting. We even created something for Massacre Week, like expecting whenever something gets titled Massacre Week, we made something for when it came, and it was... Great yeah, keep that around even after Massacre Week. But it's a, it yeah. won't be Massacre Week, though, so we'll just have to take off the 
Just massacre. <laughs> just massacre. I feel, <laughs> man, I, I feel for the uh, the strictly the serious listeners. They didn't get to see that, that beautiful yeah. graphic as well. Yeah, it's a shame. They miss out on a lot, but uh, we get a chance to hopefully, you know, penetrate their cars. And yeah. mm-hmm. They're busy. We appreciate you listening for sure. You did miss out on a good graphic, though. Yeah. It, it involved a Grim Reaper and mm-hmm. pretty good oh, yeah. graphics mm-hmm. and everything like that. Diggs has an update. Uh, I was just looking at the salary cap. So from 2012 to last year, it went up $10 million, at least $10 million every single year. So in the next five years, like if it starts at two thirty, would be the lowest that you would think two fifty being pretty pretty good. Yeah, I'd say. I mean, it's going to be the amount of money these dudes and ladies, obviously. Sorry, but dudes, I mean, just in general, these dudes at the NFL. I'm that you get it. These dudes at the NFL turned a year where they weren't supposed to have a season into a season where they had no fans in games. And generated a profit bigger than they ever have in their entire life. It is fucking unbelievable. It's because, I guess, because there's no competition. I mean, fan crazed football is popular. Yeah, they're oh, making a push. Man. They're making I mean, a push. It, and uh, Tomas Dewey, Dwayne Johnson is doing his thing over at XFL and whatever. But they're the biggest show in town. They know it. There is no competition. People are always going to love the NFL. And they walk into these networks and be like, yeah, last year was a little bit of down year. So you know what that means? You're fucking gonna go and pick up the dab. Yeah. Like, you're gonna do it. Yeah, you're. Gonna, that's that's how it's good. Double it. Hey, what'd you pay last time? Hey, okay, double it. Oh, you don't want? Okay, Jeff Bezos. All right. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Hey, don't yeah. worry. We've had a great relationship. We love everything you've done for us. Don't even worry about it. We're gonna go. Yeah, you can't use any of it for any of your shows either. Yeah. By the way. Okay. Yeah, we're gonna go. Over. Oh, you will. Oh, that's interesting. You found the money now. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Now we're done with this, and we got to go somewhere else and do the same conversation. Hey, how you doing? You want to exist? Yeah. Okay. Well. Double. <laughs> All right. here. That's how it is, though. It feels like that's legitimately how it is. And there's nothing anybody can do about it. It's like, yeah, no. they're, they're right. They're 100% right. It's the NFL. Like, the NFL is king when it comes to, like, appointment watching TV that people will sit around and actually watch it. It's one of the last things left. People talk about it all the time. But don't you think throughout this whole process with COVID and putting the season on and being profitable and they're going to probably double their TV rights. Like they have to feel untouchable. I'm sure the owners oh. already had a high level of confidence, but now they have to feel like there's nothing we can't handle. Bro, they, they probably walk, you know, into those meetings, sit down in a slow fashion because a lot of them are very old. Mm-hmm. They probably put their feet up on desks and they say. They're with their hokas. I assume they have cowboy boots on in this particular. <laughs> in my head, they were wearing cowboy boots. Mm-hmm. Okay, just so, not the Hokas. Okay, if, oh, they're, yeah. if they're wearing the Hokas, I understand because they are incredibly comfortable. And the all whites, by the way, ooh, ooh, still can't get to that thing. But I assume they put their legs up on the desk and say, are we the fucking greatest ever or what? We are the smartest humans to ever exist. Pandemic, live events shut down, nobody made money. We doubled our revenue. Is there anybody fucking better than us? No money. They probably, they probably do that whole thing. They have to at this point. It's unbelievable. And by the way, it's because the product is so impressive. The players, the coaches, the games, everything about it is just so good. We are lucky, but not as lucky as the NFL owners if you get lucky enough to own one of those teams. Yeah, I would imagine those guys were have always felt pretty untouchable. But now after a season like this, I mean, shit, you might see Jerry, you know, kill someone in his boat or something, just not knowing what's going on because he is untouchable. <laughs> just because he can or what? The thoughts and opinions and ideas of those that 
are on this show do not reflect that of their employer. I would like to let that be. I'm not saying it'll happen. I'm just saying you could see how the guy could forget, you know, think he's in a lawless country out at sea somewhere or something. Jeez. I don't know. You don't think Jerry doesn't already do that? No, excuse me. Oh, jeez. Oh, oh, I'm on, saying, dude. There are some... There are some some Jerry Jones stories. No. (laughs) Yeah, he lives, that guy. I mean, if you own an NFL team, it is, at this point, you are sitting on a cash cow. And it's not just like, a oh, I'm getting a couple thousand bucks a week because of a car wash cash cow. I'm talking like a cash cow that is always going to find more and more value somehow in this world that everything seems to be depreciating. In their world, they're just finding a way to garner more and more cash for the same shit they've always done. And then they add a game. Oh, we, there's more. Another game. I mean, it is unbelievable to think about this whole thing. What do you got, COVID? Cowboys? Now, none of us are cap experts in here, but the cap was 198 this year. So if in a normal wor- world, it would have been like 208. Yeah, but the basement goes- right, is what we have to worry about. In the basement of the, mm-hmm. the, the cap, isn't that the number the we have to The ceiling is the roof. The ceiling is the roof. Shout out Jordan. But, like, I think the basement is where you have to worry about, isn't it? I don't know. But, like, next year, does it go back to normal? Like, since it's one year with full revenue back, like, does it go back over 200? Or is it going to be, like, 195 next year or something? Yeah, because they said there was conversations with the PA and the NFL that they'll separate this or Mm. divert this over the next 10 years. I assume the NFL will find – wait till they get into the top shots. Yeah. They're going to be just fine. Bro, once they start putting out top shots – think of that Odell. The NFL's like, thank you, that's another $10 billion. Yeah. Yeah, it's not even real, it's just videos. That was uh, easy. Jerry, what is it? <laughs> NFT? No, not for me. <laughs> yes, it is. Wait till you hear the fucking amount of money people are paying. Like, It's only a matter of time before the NFL finds new ways to make it. It's just the way that it's unbelievable. Hey, Pat, if, if, um, if you were an NHL owner and you're watching all this and you're seeing what the NFL is able to do, like how, how jealous are you that – they're trying to work out a new TV deal with whoever, right? And like, what kind, what's the money look like for an NHL TV deal compared to NFL? Uh, I would assume that that is quite a situation. And just like you talked about how everything is relative, you know, if, uh, if you think somebody's rich, you should see that person hanging around somebody that's actually rich. And it is just a whole different ballgame. You know, if you, if you think somebody's uh, incredibly good at something, wait till they play somebody else. And see, everything is, is relative. I would assume that if the NHL owners hang out with the NFL owners, the NFL owners have quite a laugh. I would, oh. assume, I would assume the NFL owners have quite a laugh. But the NHL owners still much wealthier than any of us ever will be. So it's like, it's all relative. To us, you know, they can they can probably feel pretty good, but they walk into Jerry's office and they go, this fucking thing. I What's mean, your it, problem, AJ? Why you got to do that? Well, the NHL does its best to hide its product, too, uh-huh. which is really maybe potentially bad for business. They should change that if they want to even get in the conversation with the NFL at this point. It's definitely not all of them either, but don't uh, several NFL owners just said, like, hey, fuck it, I'll buy an NHL franchise, yeah. too. Like, a couple of them own, you know, the, the NFL team is the gold plate and the NHL team is kind of just, you know, the... Joining us now... Um, Somebody that works for the NFL. <laughs> a by the way, biz, never going out of business. No, 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 no. no. Uh, she's a reporter located in Dallas for the NFL. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Jane Slater. Yeah! Jane, what's going on? 
What's up? I wish that I could, I wouldn't have to suppress my natural use of the F word in <laughs> the context of when I'm reporting throughout the day. Like I, I really have to yeah. channel my dark side. So I love that you guys are able to do that so freely here. Well, I, I appreciate you saying that because there's a lot of people that do not like that we do it. You know, and they are normally the louder. Thank you. It is a great word. And there's a video from Bob Knight explaining how you can use it in every different context. And But I will say there are people that hate that we use it. So I'm thankful that you enjoy it. Let's dive right into it, though, Jane. Dak Prescott, 160 million up to 164, 126, 75 million next year. Just a week ago, they were nowhere close. Then Jerry was saying Dak had all the leverage. How did this come together, Jane? How did this happen? Nobody could have seen this happening. I don't know. I, I thought what was interesting last week was when I, because I've covered this as a very exhausting, you know, off-season storyline. The fact that the two sides were actually talking this time of the year was, in my opinion, a big deal. The fact that I was told that Dak Prescott was working out at the facility nearly every day to me was a big deal because if you feel so disrespected by your owners and you don't want to run into them, you can rehab elsewhere. So that was interesting to me. Every time I reached out to another player's agent to see if they'd started restructuring or I asked if they were talking about free agents and the possibility of who the backer would be, I kept being told the singular focus was getting Dak Prescott signed. And if they couldn't get him signed, they were still going to apply that very costly franchise tag and still work on that. And of course, the goal was by March 17th, have some sort of deal in place so that they could actually be meaningful shoppers in free agency. Now, when I say meaningful, I'm not saying expect a big splash. We have not seen that in recent years. I'm saying a couple of guys on one-year veteran minimums to fill some of the obvious issues they had from a depth perspective, probably offensive line and defense. But it just felt like this thing was moving in the right direction. And then on Monday, I checked in a couple of times and still nothing. I'm on my way to yoga. And then my AirPods drop out as a friend is calling me and saying, I, I think it's done. And uh, it looks like it got done around four o'clock. Now, Dak Prescott's supposed to have a press conference tomorrow, so we'll be able to ask him some of the intricacies. But it sounded like Jerry Jones did get involved in this at some point. And I think he's got some idea of what these TV dollars are going to look uh-huh. like. Uh-huh. Okay, everybody's you don't You don't want to start yeah. having to negotiate a deal that's just going to keep going up. Yeah. We've talked about Lamar Jackson and, of course, uh, Josh Allen are going to happen at some point. You could have gotten Dak done two years ago when we scoffed at 30 million and now here we are at 40 million but I think they both got something out of this the Cowboys got their guy and they don't have to gamble on the open market next year because as one GM told me a lot of people may not see him as a one through five quarterback more of a Kirk Cousins six through ten some teams get to convince themselves to pay whatever number he's demanding and do the Cowboys really want to get into that sort of bidding war he's their guy They've had a hard time finding a quarterback over the years. I could go down the list of names. Can you name some of the terrible ones over the years? No oh, disrespect. All of them. But, I mean, we've had Brandon Whedon. We've had Kyle Orton here. We've had uh, – I was Vinny Testaverde <laughs> in 2003 when I started covering this team, not to date myself too much. I, they just haven't had a lot of success at the position. And not only do you have a guy that's had a winning record, who's been a durable starter with the exception of last year and that awful injury – but he's a guy that finds way to win, ways to win and who the locker room truly rides for. Needs it's just hard to find a guy like Dak out there. And you found him in the fourth round, and he was a compensatory pick. Great draft. Great draft yeah. pick. What do you got, AJ? Hey, Jane, so what are the, how do the expectations shift from the outside looking in now at Dak Prescott? Obviously, before he's a hey, fourth-round pick, he's playing above his contract. He deserves a new one now. Like, okay, 
all expectations are on you. Do you think, like, how do you think Cowboys fans and coaches and everyone else is going to kind of evaluate them? I mean, it's Super Bowl or bust. I mean, that's how quarterbacks are judged, as you guys know, um, especially here in Dallas. I mean, when you've got Roger Staubach and Troy Aikman ahead of you, I mean, Tony Romo dealt with that for years. I remember when Tony Romo got paid, people debated whether he should have gotten the money he got at the time. When we look back, I mean, that was child's play compared to what quarterbacks are getting paid. That's just the market value. But he's got it, of course, the expectations are going to be very, very high for him. You know, you just hope that you had 13 guys on IR last year. Namely, you saw this offensive line really fall apart. You just hope that Lyle Collins and Tyron Smith, you know, your two all-pro guys on both sides of Dak are going to come back healthy. Is Tyler Biotish going to be your center? What is that going to hold up for you? Uh, and then on defense, it was awful last year. They went from middle of the pack to historically bad. Oh, You've got a lot of areas to address, not only on the defensive line, but also in the secondary. Can you do all of that through the draft? And can you do that? with some of the fun money that Dax allowed with some of the structuring of this contract. So there's a lot of big question marks, but I do think just team morale, finding ways to win, putting points on the board, Dak Prescott gives you your best chance. Yeah, I mean, they, they fell apart whenever he got hurt last year. Now, at the end, they kind of got it back together. But boy, I think Dak's impact was shown immediately upon his exit, which was a massively gruesome injury. Was there any talk about where Dak is in his recovery? I assume in his press conference tomorrow, people will ask about that. But the assumption is he's going to be back better than ever with this whole thing, which is amazing that science is at that point because that was a disgusting injury at this point. Has there been any talk about that? And has Dak or his people said anything? about where he is physically after that uh after that massive injury here's what i'll say it's kind of been a little bit of a mixed bag in dallas i mean obviously it's a small town people talk there was some concern that this second surgery that he had which i was told about two weeks left in the season might have been more serious than people had characterized but i would push back that i know that the cowboys were very involved in that second surgery and the fact that he's been rehabbing at that facility in front of them so they've got a pretty good idea of where he's at and they felt good enough to give him 96 million dollars i think is what he's guaranteed and they would be off the hook for after the first year that doesn't sound to me like they're that worried about it right yeah like, I, to, again they haven't officially filed this thing yet they're going to place the franchise tag on him as a procedure there's a no tag there's a no trade clause and he got all of this money up front that says to me they're not worried about that ankle. And I would say this about Dak. He is incredibly durable and has been in Dallas. He didn't miss any start ahead of this. And if there's a guy I just don't bet against, I mean, going back to his high school and his college career, he always won the starting job because of another person's injury. He's just kind of this remarkable kid that you actually wanted to see get a win here. And you know that the team is excited to get him back. You know, again, science is remarkable, but I also think a lot of it's mental. He's got a lot of the right mental makeup to come back from something like that, too. That's awesome. I can't wait to see how it goes. Jane, thank you so much for taking time with us today. You can follow more at Slater NFL. I appreciate it. And you had my grill on last week, Diana Rossini. Way to start upgrading your show these days, guys. <laughs> Hold on. We are getting much better. Thank you. We appreciate that. It's been uh, documented at this point. The show's getting better at this point, and it's probably because of you guys. Diana Rossini came on, though, and oh, she walked baby. in. <laughs> she came in here and dropped a bomb or two that, you know, we appreciate it, obviously. Mm -hmm. I assume she had to answer for it. She did. She put a tweet out. But she's killing it, as are you. Thank you so I much, ladies and gentlemen, Jane Slater. Thank you. Thank you. We can now report that Kyle Long is coming back to football. Yeah. Oh,
Kyle Long was on the show, I believe, a week ago, maybe a week and a half ago, and I talked about his brother and he, and he actually said, "Hey, I'm 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 pretty ripped up right now. Chris can get it. I live right down the street." Is basically what he said. Chris can get it right now. Uh, Chris Long is confirming a report from Greenlight Pod Insider, Macon, mm-hmm. Macon, sure, or Macon, Macon, Macon. 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 Macon Gunter, uh, who tweeted out that three-time Pro Bowl offensive line Kyle Long is returning to the NFL. He is 315 pounds, healthy, happy, nasty, and shredded, and is signed with Jeff Nally of Select Sports Group. Ooh. So now Kyle Long is back in the NFL. Let's go, oh, Kyle. Yeah. Talked about his exit from the Chicago Bears, where he talked about being a, a hurt and bitter man whenever he left the Chicago Bears, and I assume that he maybe had a little frustration with the game of football whenever he decided to retire. Got a chance to step away from it a little bit, look back as a fan, become a fan, and I think once we talked to him, it was really nice to see that he seemed to be in a very happy place. He's getting a lot more active on social media, by the way. It feels like Kyle Long, a man that I got to meet at a Pro Bowl, his rookie year, he was at a Pro Bowl, by the way, incredibly cool hilarious dude it seemed like there was a time where football maybe didn't make him feel the same way it did at one point now he gets a chance to come and this might be wrong he has never told me this we are not that tight i'm just saying from an outsider looking in getting like gronkowski right who got away for a little bit got healthy got happy got a chance maybe felt a little jaded by the game which i think a lot of guys do whenever they eventually retire and then once you step back and you start viewing it and thinking back about the good times not just the terrible times in the moment you miss the game and want to get back to the game and you still got it i'm happy kyle long's back he's a great fucking football player and their offensive lineman needed in a lot of different places uh basically every team would take a good offensive lineman Uh let's assume Kyle Long can still play. The Chicago Bears have officially released him. He is good to go wherever he wants to go. Shout out to the Green Light Pod. Chris Long breaking news on his brother. Well, and, you know, there's one team that comes to mind who needs a tackle who has a quarterback who might feel a little jaded he is towards a guard. football. He is a guard. Oh, he, I, he can play tackle, yeah, he though. He's athletic tackle. enough for sure. He can move him out to the left, and he can also, you know, teach Carson Wentz a thing or two about, you know, appreciating the game, loving the game, coming to work every day. Hey, this doesn't stink, bro. No. I was retired. <laughs> it's Awesome. It's not bad. You're going to miss it, man. Hey. Start enjoying it. Hey, bro, I, I felt like you. All right? Yeah. I felt like you. I felt I was getting bamboozled, run out of time. Then I got out there, and I was like, you know what? Still got a lot of shit. I can still. <laughs> he actually said to his brother, hey, he can get it right now. If you I feel really good with where he's at. I'm pumped Kyle Long's coming back. If it was with the Colts, I'd be elated because he'd be in the same city as us, and he is awesome. Uh-huh. Uh, but I assume there's going to be a lot of people that would like Kyle Long on their team. There's also another team that just released two of their starting guards who his dad played for for a long time. Greatest. Point. They have no offensive linemen. No, not Kyle Long's like dad played there, legend there. Vegas, not a bad city, mm-hmm. I guess. And I can still move, right? I can still move. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I think Gruden's hilarious. He'll mm-hmm. let me be me. He's cool. I can go move some humans around over there in the desert for him. Yeah. Not a bad play. Great running back. Great running back. Yeah. Now who's playing QB? I mean TBD, I guess. Possibly Russ. Possibly you. Possibly me. Possibly. It's going to be Derek Carr, obviously. Uh, Also, breaking news in the NFL. um, um, What was it? Hunter Henry. Oh, 
yeah, that's a fucking big deal. Yeah. Hunter Henry officially released from the Chargers, basically. He is clear to go to free agency. There is a photo mm. of Bill Belichick and Hunter Henry hugging each other. If you just scroll down just a little bit, I think if you can. Can you scroll down? Oh, no. Oh, oh, no. There, there it is. Oh, there's there more. it is. There's Hunter. Oh, uh, uh, there it is. Oh, yeah. There is a photo that was tweeted alongside of this uh, announcement by Shefty of Bill Belichick and Hunter Henry hugging each other. Hunter Henry is somebody that the New England Patriots fans are already pitching to oh, come yeah. to New England, need a good tight end. Who's going to be the quarterback? Nobody knows. Possibly Jimmy G. Possibly you. Mm-hmm. But Hunter Henry coming to the team alongside Trent Brown coming mm-hmm. to the team. Are the Patriots trying to build this thing back up once again? Hey, you bring Cam Newton back on the cheap. I mean, look what he he did in 2015 with a really good tight end, Greg Olson. He took that team to the Super Bowl and he won the MVP. Let's bring in Hunter Henry. Yep. Let's resurrect Cam's career yep. and let's go get this goddamn thing. We got an offensive lineman. Yep. Okay, and, just brought him back. Uh-huh. Okay, we, we, we made a mistake. <laughs> we made a mistake. We're on to trading him back. Okay, so they bring him back, make the thing happen. Only got to pay him $11 million next year for a very good tackle yeah. or whatever. I mean, the Patriots are building at this particular time. Hunter Henry is going to be able to move. Will he end up as a Patriot or elsewhere? That is going to be something we have to keep an eye on. What's yeah, up, I mean, the Kaplan? Patriots can bring back whoever they want, but it doesn't matter if they don't have a quarterback. And Cam cannot throw anymore. It's not 2015, so... Oh, I don't want to tell you, dude. That's a little bitter. Tony. 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 You know, look, it's like kind of side. a feel-good thing. Like the Patriots are almost back. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, there's no. When it comes to the Patriots, there is no feel-good. Okay, hey, listen, I respect that you feel that way, and I'm sure I'm sure a lot of people do. But I got caught up in a moment there, a little bit of thinking of Bill Belichick kind of bringing these pieces back, and almost yeah. the evil villain guy rising from the ashes, mm-hmm. almost, and coming all the way back with a big suck it tour next year with an entire team. But you're saying we don't want that. Let's not. Hey, I don't want that. So I forget what he did to Tom. Okay, ran him out of town. Tommy yeah. Foxborough. Tom just yeah. wanted to have a good time. Look, look at Tom Different now. Guy now. Tom's, everybody loves Tom. Everybody loves Tom. Yeah, he's getting dragged out of boats. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, he's drinking, having a good time. Avocado tequila. Avocado. Bill's like that guy who runs the Monstars in Space Jam. No. Okay, that Whoa, movie's coming dude. back. By the way, that movie's coming back. By the way, I think it's mm-hmm. going to be good. Hey, yeah. so and I just want right to. I just want to. Yeah, I'm asking some real questions here, because I did not grow up watching any of this shit. Okay, yeah. okay? it is documented, is proven. Mm. I just learned of a Pepe Le Pew character. Oh, mm-hmm. scumbag! How did that slip by all y'all motherfuckers' families and everything for as long as it did? I watched one video, and I guess I'm an adult now. I was introduced to Pepe Le Pew this morning. I didn't know it existed. A thousand percent serious. Had no idea it existed. I saw a video, and I was like. Oh, that flew for how long? Was that thing just uh, go? That thing was around for a long time. Old yeah, Pepe Le Pew. long time. Jeez, who who created Pepe Le Pew? We got questions. Mr. Tunes, <laughs> Senior Tunes, Looney himself, <laughs> Senior Looney. <laughs> that I think that creator should be called into some questions as well. The, the the legendary cartoonist Chuck Jones, Pepe, was made his debut in 1945. Jesus Christ! Oh man. Okay. I mean, so you could see how some of the things maybe quote-unquote, slip through the cracks over the years. No, I don't. Everyone was making babies after the war. Things were slipping through cracks. Oh, yeah, yeah. the post-World War. Mm-hmm. Baby boom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's actually... No, that's from the Depression. Where the boomers? Where the, the... Everybody coming home from war. World War II. Yeah. So that, yeah. Is that the era? 
Yeah, they're yeah. all screwing. Mm-hmm. So when Pepe Le Pew came around, it was the boomer era? Oh, yeah. I guess. Also, the guy who created Pepe Le Pew maybe had some that mixed hurt. feelings about the French, you know, and kind of yeah. tossed oh, that out. Throw those undertones there. That uh, era then was the greatest era, and then it created the boomers. That was the greatest era? The greatest the generation. The greatest generation was the, the ones, ones that won. Yeah. Yeah. And Thank they created you. the boom. Thank you, by the way. Thank you, hey, British generation. I really appreciate what you guys did. Yeah. Good. God damn, could you imagine being them, dude? They show those clips of like movies that reenact the, yeah. the beaches of Normandy or whatever. Just fucking in those boats, just sitting there like, oh, I'm going to die right now. Yeah. You're seasick, mm-hmm. by the way. I, like, I think about all the little things if I was on one of those boats. Okay, it is freezing. Mm-hmm. I am seasick. And I, by the way, that is the least of my worries right now. I am going into certain death yeah, at this point yeah. for every, like that is fucking unbelievable. Every time it comes on and I get a chance to watch, it, I stick to myself. Like I understand we're all like humans. Like we're all, those are, I could never, I could have never, ever done what those people no, did. That paratroopers jumping out oh. of those planes behind, you know, behind enemy lines. Oh my God. Dudes with flamethrowers on their backs. Yeah. I mean, it's insane. They had to run up a mountain to even use the damn thing. Bro, how about, how about if everything I, it was sand and then there's just a cliff? Yes, exactly. You're literally, could we have not scouted a different area? Like, that feels like that was the worst possible setup for a storming of a beach. Well, part of cracking Enigma, I believe, was actually figuring out that Normandy was the best option for uh, attacking the Germans. Okay, but hindsight, right? We just, if you had to redraft, <laughs> well, like Dak Prescott would be the number one overall pick in that draft he was in, okay? There'd yeah. be some other stuff that would happen. I mean, probably not. Right? No, I that mean, went into the decision of Normandy. I mean, we did win. I think well, the idea was, yeah. hey, well, I mean, it's this it's going to be one. tough, but once we break yeah. through here, we have a real like you're facing a, a ten. I mean, man we box, did win, I guess, but, in the end. Oh yeah. yeah. So I guess it, you, it worked. Results. Well, a lot of people. I mean, a lot of people. Yeah, plenty. They should have just too many. Why didn't they just get a drone? It's kind of like fourth, fourth and one when the box is stacked and you break through the line of scrimmage and it's just fucking daylight. Yeah. Oh, okay, so it was goal It was goal line yeah. potential. Yeah. Goal line defense. Mm-hmm. Got it. Okay. Derek Henry on a fourth and one from the 20. But boy. Know. See ya. I mean, it was <laughs> it was sturdy D. Though. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. But <laughs> it does feel like we potentially like Derek Henry. We're out running folks on the other yeah, side yeah. of that thing, too. For See sure. You. Shout out to the greatest generation. Hey, that's why it's still a sports show. That's right. <laughs> well done. Thank Tied you. In. Hey, good job, everybody in here. Nice job. Gumpy, how you doing, pal? Great day, my friend. Are we gambling on anything? Oh, yeah. We got Champions League today, pal. Okay, so once again, you have told us before, but let's assume there's maybe a new listener that has never watched soccer before because that just seems to be a regular occurrence. The Champions League is a combo league of all the leagues. Best teams in Europe. All the leagues in Europe. Top four teams from each league in Europe. Okay, so Europe, Spain, Italia, um, Germany. Mm-hmm. England. Oh, got to have England in there. Yeah. Of course. There is a great super boost today, actually, from FanDuel. What is it? Juventus and Dortmund both to go through from minus 110 to plus money, I believe. Ooh. Okay, so let's Dort- take Juventus is in Italy. Yeah, yeah, Dortmund. We're all fucking right, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dortmund, Dortmund's up three-two from the first leg, and they have three away goals. So they even. Oh, if, so now we're in the aggregate area. Yeah, this even, is like playoffs. Even if they tie, <laughs> yeah. even if they tie Sevilla, we're good. So this is the championship of the Champions League. We're in it. 
Juventus is down 2-1 on aggregate. But they have the away goal. So if they win one nothing and they tie, they have the away goal. They go through. What? Cristiano rested on Saturday. Yeah. Juventus will beat Porto if, today. If aggregate is 3 3, it goes to away goals. If you Why have an away goal. What a fucking stupid idea that is. <laughs> hey, man, if those, if those stadiums are cranked with fans, that's a tough place to get a goal. Oh, so, so it is actually home field advantage. Oh, it's mad. And when there's fans in those places, you go to Italy, England, it's insane. Oh, so it's, you know, because back in the day, soccer, whenever I was growing up tight, they'd go to uh, corner kicks. What? Yeah, that was one of the tiebreakers, was corner kicks, the number of corner kicks you had. To win the game. Yeah, you remember, right? uh, remember penalty kicks, but it wasn't from the spot. You actually dribbled up. Oh, yeah, the that breakaway. That was when MLS first started. That's how they had it. awesome, dude. Those were awesome. I just don't think – why don't they just let PKs happen forever? Why, why do they save – would this have PK? No, it wouldn't have PKs because it's yeah, aggregate. But, but if they're tied, right? Like if there is no away goals or if the away goals are tied, it'll go to extra time and then penalty shots. And the extra time is for the two games, not just this game. No, extra time is to win it all, to go through. The only thing with extra So they could potentially – hold on now. So one team's up 2-1 right now. Yeah, so say, it, say it's 2-1 Porto, right? Okay. If Juventus wins 2-1 today, yeah. then it goes to extra time today cause because each team a has an away goal. Okay. Yeah. So we could get a shootout today. Because oh. it's the two-game combined yeah. ending. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ty, your thoughts? They should do that every time. I mean, we need a goddamn perfect storm for this to happen. Like, there's there's <laughs> nothing more dramatic happen. than a shootout. Penalty, yeah. like, if I'm soccer now, soccer's been around a long time, okay? The English game, I think, or something like that is the documentary. It was founded. I, I watched a, a series on how the game was founded by the riches, the oh, rich folk. Documentary. Yeah, documentary. And then a... Uh, some guys hopped on some trains to travel over to play them from the uh, factory, you know. Ooh. And those guys, by the way, beat the fuck out of those guys. <laughs> Hell yeah, yeah I'm they sure did. That makes sense. Hell yeah. It's a good uh, spoiler alert. It kind of did that thing. But if I'm soccer, okay, I'm getting those pe- the, the shootout Every in time. as much as I can. Let's get this in here as much. Today, there's a chance for that. Could happen. Man, our fucking numbers just crap. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. Actually, one up or whatever. I've been a big fan of soccer recently, strictly because we have the soccer sharp on planet Earth, mm-hmm. which is Gumpy. He yeah. just gives out locks, and I'm not saying I'm watching any of the games. Any of them. <laughs> Three-game parlay yesterday. It was electric. The team was down 2 nothing with 29 minutes left. They come back, get three goals, Whoa. hit the three-game parlay. Oh, my God. That's, that's just another day. Gumpy. Another day. Beautiful. What's the guy's name? Uh, the guy that uh, you're friends with. You guys are two soccer sharps. <laughs> oh, Nigel Seeley. Nigel Seeley, huh? Yeah. Big shout out, Nigel, huh? Shout out, Nigel. You like Nigel? He's a good dude. We thought there was a chance they would beef. Yeah, yeah. potential beef. It, just because we don't know much about the soccer sharp world, I guess <laughs> the soccer sharp, by the way, a gentleman's game. They, they makes sense. They're friends with each other. Makes sense. Put the swords away. That was kind of negative Nick, by the way, trying to really drive yeah, that. Yeah. Nick was trying to push a little bit of a beef on Gumby. Mm-hmm. And by the way, this would be a international, international beef. Yeah. Be oh, nice. wow. Yeah. Yeah, it would be. Because Good for the show. Canadian yeah. in America beefing with a British man. That would be, right? He's in England? Yeah. Yeah. So that's an international, international beef, really. I mean, this guy was stomping all over Gumpy's good name, and Gumpy wouldn't stand up to him. No, he was just joking around, Nick. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Nick, maybe maybe he was just 
He's having a laugh. The, taking the piss yeah. out of him with the boys. Oh, maybe he's having a lad of the lads. He's having a laugh. Gumpy a lad was of the getting lads. rinsed. He needed some backup. <laughs> no, no, he was a pal. Go get him, Gumpy. Gumpy's up there as a soccer sharp, though. You tweet him out every morning, and I really do feel like I'm, I'm doing myself a, a disservice if I don't bet on them. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like, if you know money's sitting there. Yeah. Why are you not doing it? Now, you've had some days, okay? Hey, hey, I, we're not going to deny that. I've had some bad days. That's going to happen in this game, though. 60% is more than a sharp in the betting world. I think people forget that. Yeah, well, people, by the way, you're, whenever you're, the problem is you, you are the standard. Yeah, you know, that's right. Like huh? You exactly. set the standard for yourself, yeah. and that's what you want to do. And you've earned this pressure, by the way. This, yeah, this right. is pressure that doesn't just come to people that don't do good. Nobody expects greatness from somebody that's average. Gumpy, you have set the table here for yourself to be great. So when you have those days of average, when you have those days of failure, people automatically want to react. You can't let that affect you yeah. because you know why? You're at the greatness level that you got to get back to. And ultimately, deep down, those people that bury your average days or below mm -hmm. it, that's just because they can't wait to celebrate whenever you're back on top, which comes normally the next day. So, Gumpy, you fucking keep swinging. Greatest better of all time, Billy Walsh is 57%. He admitted right. himself. Billy Walters. Billy Walters. Billy Walters. Billy Walters. Billy Walsh. Billy Walsh. Billy Walsh directed Greatest Queen director Boulevard. of all time. <laughs> and Medellin. <laughs> Medellin. Yeah. Coach. Way to go, suit. A <laughs> <laughs> fucking tattoo on his back. Oh, my God. I realize as I get older and older, not as many people watch Entourage. Ah, missing out. Because I'll, I'll do a tweet that's a reference to Entourage, and boy, that thing just dries up. Yeah. Go ahead and just sizzles right on by. It's a shame. Let's get some phone calls, shall we? Gumpy, you answered these calls. Anybody good? Yeah, there's a couple good ones on there. Let's go to Sam in Iowa. What's going on, Sam? Oh, Sam. Sam. Fucking Iowa, dude. I Can't mean, Mitt hasn't more. told anybody, but our phones actually do not work. <laughs> <laughs> I messaged him. I said, are the phones always this staticky? He goes, yeah. I go, fucking it's tell somebody. Man. The phones don't work, right? <laughs> They're fucking crackling like a fucking popcorn maker back there. <laughs> Jesus. Mitt's sitting in Denver right now oh, watching yeah. the show. Oh, Sam, Mitt's, what's going on, pal? Mitt's not sitting. Hey, pal. Uh, first, out. shout out to you He's and the boys getting me through COVID. It's a fun show. Thank you, Sam. Um, We're lucky that you watched, brother. We appreciate the hell out of you, man. Oh, hell yeah. Anyway, lifelong Tampa Bay fan here in Iowa. Obviously, a good year for us. But also, shout out to Aaron Rodgers Tuesdays. My family's Vikings fans, and I think I finally got him to like Aaron. Oh, okay, shout, shout, out. Out. Shout, out. shout out. Shout out, Aaron. Shout out, Aaron. What do you want to talk about, yeah. Sam? Well, basically, with the whole Cowboys and Dak situation, I just wanted to congratulate Jerry Jones on making his team go 8-9 and, and losing in the wild card for the next four years. How about Sam, by the way, getting the 17-game season right? I yeah. appreciate yeah. the details there with Sam, saying they're going to go 8-9. Do we have our poll? Can we get to our poll, by the way? Uh, the poll today was one that I assume this type of conversation would come up. Somebody would ask, you know, are, are they going to win the Super Bowl now that they signed Dak? Because that's inevitably what you're signing somebody. The poll today was 69,000 votes. Will Dak Prescott ever win a Super Bowl? Yes, 17%. No, 83% of the people. Jeez. That's crazy, right? That's very crazy because um, he's – He's making $75 million next year. You would think to win the Super Bowl. Like, uh -huh. That is why Jerry brought him back. 
the people now i'm not saying that the poll or the people are ever you know necessarily smarter than everybody else on earth okay jerry mccarthy everybody down there in dallas they've been around dak they've experienced dak and with the way the salary cap's going to be i guess they feel that they're at a point where we can pay him this and still be a team but they're paying him to win a super bowl in this poll although it has helped us by fading it numerous times mm-hmm. when it comes to bets and things like that that is a large amount of people saying this ain't this ain't a Super Bowl move for the Dallas Cowboys, which, by the way, would be every move you make in the NFL. I'm intrigued to see if Dak Prescott can give a big fuck you to everybody. Well, with how bad their secondary was last year, oh, and man. now you got sta- oh. you still have Stafford with the Rams now, Rodgers and Brady with the Bucks. I mean, those are three of the great, not greatest, I guess, but three unbelievable throwing quarterbacks. How could you, you know, not address that before you pay someone seventy-five million dollars in a year? He's talking about the NFC Championship run. I uh, mm-hmm. saw Diggs. I think Diggs is deep thinking there. Uh, I don't know about something or not, but he's talking about to win not only the division. You obviously got to win the NFC, yeah. and then once you get to the Super Bowl, by the way, there's another person that's probably going to be waiting there for a while. It seems like at this point, Carson Wentz. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, and but what it, if the Washington Football Team gets a quarterback? They just signed Heineken. They got one. Heineke, $7 million, dude. Yeah. Yeah. That guy played Cardinals lights out football. Yeah. Cardinals Almost got beat J. J. the Watt. Super Bowl champs. Cardinals did get J.J. Watt. Looking back Russell on that Wilson's going to be a saint. NFC no, he's going to be a bear. bear. They got nothing to trade. Bear. Russell Wilson, by the way, he can't be a Seahawk now. And I get people that tweet us that say we hate the Seahawks. I don't think that's fair at all. I compliment Pete Carroll all the time. Yeah. I compliment the Seahawks. I talk about the Seahawks exactly how the Seahawks. Now, granted, last year, Aaron Rodgers Tuesdays, Russ was MVP, Russ was MVP. Mm-hmm. When he wasn't, if you're watching football, he wasn't, he wasn't, he wasn't. And then inevitably, what we've been saying the entire season ended up happening. Right. Okay, never got like an apology, by the way, for Seahawks fans for coming okay. after me all year for that. But still, I feel like I'm rather fair to the Seahawks. With that being said, how the fuck are the Seahawks going to have Russell Wilson be back on their team at this point? That is a weird that is a weird dynamic that has been created in Seattle with the, the team Russ and the Seattle Seahawks. And they sent a letter out to their season ticket holders yesterday. <laughs> did not have Russell Wilson's name on it. Oh. Had DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, and others on there. Did not have Russell's name on there. So everybody's like, oh, shit. Like, it's going down. Now, I must add, I saw that season ticket holders letter on the internet. Mm-hmm. That might have been fake. Mm. But there's a lot of other shit. It might have been. We don't know. We honestly have no idea. Now, I think the person that reported that uh, season ticket holder letter was somebody that maybe wouldn't know exactly how to Photoshop an entire mm. letter. I think it was kind of uh, maybe a little bit older person that put it on the internet. Mm-hmm. From my, But it seems like shit's ugly over there. The Bears don't have enough to trade for them. The Saints seem to be doing everything they can to get under the cap. They're making people renegotiate. They got to do what they got to do. I don't know where his options are now because people are saying the Cowboys potentially were an option. I, I just, I'll be intrigued to see how he gets out of there, where he goes, and who has enough to get him. Yeah, I don't know how they would do it, but I mean, I guess it, with people saying the Raiders, you could see with everything they're doing right now, you creating all this space that maybe they'll try to make a play for him. And but, then Kyle Long's backer. Yeah. It almost makes too much sense. What if the Bears did, I've been seeing this, three ones, Khalil Mack and Nick Foles. Yeah, I saw Khalil Mack and Nick Foles were definitely on 
the move. They have a one this year that's late. Uh -huh. They have one next year uh -huh. and then one the next year. So you'd be giving your next three years uh -huh. up, plus Khalil Mack, who has been a game changer for you. So you're kind of robbing Peter to pay Paul here mm -hmm. on the defense, the offensive side uh -huh. with Khalil Mack leaving. And then Nick Foles, you, you want him as a backup quarterback <laughs> yeah. if you're going to go on a Super Bowl run. I don't know. I just – None of those teams are better than the Seahawks, though. That's my yeah, whole thing. But those teams will allow Russ to play football that will potentially make him an MVP yeah. player because oh. philosophical differences said that Russ cooking didn't lead to more success for us, so we're going to become a more balanced offense, a lot more running the ball, says Pete Carroll. Let's get rid of Shoddy. Maybe one of those places will become a place that just lets him open it up. But if you want to be an MVP, you've got to win. Yeah. Do you think win. because this whole thing is fractured so quickly that they may have like backed themselves into a corner and they might not get as much in return? Because it does feel like it's hard to believe that he will be playing quarterback for the Seahawks next year. Think of the leverage that Russell Wilson and his people have right now if he wants to get out. Because if they, they don't get rid of him, it's only going to get worse. Mm -hmm. That's like the Deshaun Watson, Houston yeah. Texans yeah. thing. Like exactly. The leverage is in every other building. Right. We know he doesn't want to. Well, it's going to be blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, all right, yeah. we'll come back to you in like a week or so. Yeah. This yeah. is going to continue. Same message. This is yeah. going to continue or whatever. It's interesting. It's fascinating. Can't thank you enough for allowing us to penetrate your ear holes. You guys are the best. The best. This show's continuing to grow. It makes no sense at all to us, but I am so thankful you choose to spend time with us. If you like this show, please be a friend, tell a friend, and if not, it's all good. We'll see you around. Mm -hmm. We'll see you around. Speaking of seeing you around, we got a big one tomorrow. Be oh. a friend, tell a friend, Ty. Please play some independent music and propel these people into a beautiful Tuesday night. Cheers. Thank you to everybody. <laughs> <laughs>